Yeah, um, I'm at the Southern Command, the world's shittiest internet. Um, the first and, half of that did sound like R two D two. So yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna warn all the listeners. The um, I'll I'll explain it here. The uh, person who hosts me down here, where we have the arrangement that I do the uh, work on the house. I work on the house. I get free lodging. That's basically it. I maintain the house. Well, he's he's an absentee landlord of sorts, and so he won't pay the internet bill or forget to pay the pool boy, of which there are consequences if you don't clean the pool. I don't know if you knew this, Mr. Engineer, but if you don't clean the pool, guess what happens? I imagine there's like algae and, uh, yeah, it it becomes a swamp in your backyard, like a rain garden. Right, right. And uh, also if there are uh, pipes and plumbing involved that if they don't if the water goes down it's like the the coolant in your car uh if you don't have coolant and you can't just put water in your car you could do that in a pinch because there's a pump that circulates the coolant in your car so the machinery breaks down and it's just it's just you know two cents of prevention and maintenance costs you a billion dollars in repairs down the road just do the basic fucking work Yes. I mean, um, pumps, pumps don't work very well with air. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. And, um, you know, I don't know if you read the article I wrote on the mistake list versus the mistakeful economy. And I didn't just, read just, it, but, but I was like, yeah, you've been talking about that a lot. And, uh, I'm sure it's, it's what you've been talking about. You've yeah, got, you've gone I, over I, it on your podcast a few times. So. Yeah, so it's just, it's one of those things where a, a five second mistake or a forgetfulness causes, Hours, hours of lost labor dealing with a problem. So, um, and the internet is one of those things here where he hasn't paid the internet. It's gone into arrears. And then I guarantee you they're, um, they're uh, throttling it. You know, the, the, the internet company is throttling bandwidth. Right. Yep. Like, Hey, you fucker, you didn't, you're a problem client. Now we're going to punish you. We don't want you as a client anymore. But we're not going to kick you out. So what we're going to do is we're going to make the bandwidth impossibly slow. Yeah, you'll and, you'll have your bandwidth when no one no one else is on or something like that. If we've well, got room for you, if we got, we got room for you, we'll let you on. But we will let our paying customers on more consistently than we let you on. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And it, you know, you log in or you. It, it connects to the wireless. It says 144 megabytes per second. I'm like, bullshit. I've been on the internet for a while. I know. I remember dial up. I remember, <laughs> what was it? 144K modems and all that. I, this is not 144 megabytes per It's so bad that I have to go down to either the cigar lounge or the coffee store uh, to upload yeah. my videos. So it, it, it's, I'm surprised I even have this much bandwidth and it's, and it's working out all right, but uh, all we'll those see. sound we'll effects, see. all those sound effects that we know that they still yeah. use in like uh, videos and stuff like the scratching record, how mm-hmm. many millennials and how many, what percentage of Gen young Zers. people know that that is a scratching record and it, and it, and the dial up internet sound too. the <laughs> ding, 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 <laughs> <laughs> That that whole sound, um, nobody knows what that is anymore. <laughs> they, they had to come up like that was the most unique and annoying sound ever. They yeah. had to come up with that in the lab. That wasn't just that. I mean, is that really what it sounds like connecting through phone lines? I suppose. I suppose it's the um, it's like because they had to, I think, tra- uh, translate the digital signal to sound. I suppose okay. if they're using the 
telephone lines. I don't know exactly how that all worked, but I'm sure all those sounds mean something as it's translating it. Right. right. It's like how the sun makes a noise. Have you ever heard that where it's like, here's the noise that the sun makes. (laughs) And here's the noise that space makes. And it's like these weird low frequency sounds. And sometimes there are these weird chords and stuff like that. It's almost sort of like music. It's like really hipster avant-garde music or something. Wait, 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 wait. How can the sun make a sound if there's no medium by which sound waves can travel through? Or are they saying had in an environment around a sun had there been air around the sun this was what it's or is it radio waves yeah they're they're measuring the frequencies that it's giving off and translating that into sound so ah, yeah okay all right I, I i don't know they're probably just making it up like they make most things up you know they just yeah. make shit up like dark matter dark energy oh, our equations Black don't holes. work <laughs> here's <laughs> if if the sun was if there yeah like you say if there was actually air around the sun and you could actually this hear and it didn't burn wave. off. Yeah, and you could hear the sound waves. Here is what it would sound like. <laughs> and we've funny, adjusted uh, the frequency so your ears can actually hear them because most frequencies of sound you can't hear, bub. So, <laughs> well, and you know what also pisses me off about that. Speaking of space, uh, they'll show you this beautifully colored picture of a planet or a comet or a nebula, yeah. and then they say, "Oh, we've colored it in." I'm like, well, <laughs> "What the fuck?" What, right. what, 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 we only got black and white out in outer space. What do you mean you colored it in? I don't want this. It's like coloring in those black and white movies. I'm like, look, if it's black and white, just leave it as this. All right. Don't Photoshop it or touch it up with what you think it's going to look like. And then second question, are you kidding me? The Hubble telescope isn't color. Why, why are you painting the horseshoe nebula? I want to see what the <laughs> actual color is. And if it's boring and gray, so be it. Well, they can. I mean, they can measure the frequencies of light and know the red shift and all that. I suppose if it's uh, black and white, actually, most most shades of gray translate to a color. There's a few okay. that overlap. And that's right. that's proven. Yeah. So that's how they colorize those old black and white movies. Like, have you ever seen like World War Two in color? Yeah, they'll what they'll do is they'll uh, even in the beginning, they're showing you how they do it. If there's mm-hmm. like an American flag in the shot, they know that's red, white, and blue. Okay, so then so they, they use they that pick, as a base? Yes, they use they pick those uh, shades of gray when they know what they are, and then that's able to kind of interpolate the interpolate the rest of it. And then I think there's just a couple colors that overlap. I think it's yellow, and I can't remember what it is, but they they figured that out with the cuttlefish. Have you ever heard the, of the cuttlefish? Yeah, that isn't they, that the one that tries to blow the sperm of other fish out of the female fish? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I their think. I think habit. it is. No, I think. I think that's what the cuttlefish is. I think it's one of those cuck. It's like a cuckold type of uh, animal. It's not the cuckold bird, but it's. Uh, I think the cuttlefish is where the male fish goes up to the the female fish, puts its lips around her, <laughs> and blows out the other fish's sperm. It's really weird. Uh, okay. It, it's uh, yeah. Well, they see in black and white, apparently, and they figured that out because they're chameleons. They can, um, they'll adjust to their surroundings to be camouflaged. And mm-hmm. they figured out they were in black and white because they put down a grid pattern of those two uh, colors that when they're translated into the grayscale, they look the same. And so the cuttlefish would be on yellow or whatever it is, and it would be showing green instead. And so that's how they figured out they see black and white is because that one shade of gray where there's overlap, they would choose the wrong color to be. 
So uh, it's kind of interesting. How much money did we have? If <laughs> somebody said, out. hey, hey, Frank, yeah, you know the cuttlefish? No, Bob, I don't. Well, it's this fish that blows sperm out of the female fish, but that's a side for the point. I want to test some color theories I have. Yeah. Oh, really, Bob? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. so that's how they figured out they see black and white. So, oh. well, I, uh, speaking of millennials and uh, not hearing sounds, I don't, you ever meet my buddy Richard? Yes. Okay. All right. So you know who Richard is. Yep. Um, so he's not that young. You know, he's in his 30s. I guess he's an older millennial. So um, <clears throat> him and his wife, they're having car trouble. Both their cars broke down at the same time. And, you know, I have basically a fleet of crappy cars. So he says, hey, can we borrow one of the cars? Because <laughs> we ain't got some. And it's cold and it's Minnesota. I say, sure, I'll lend you. the." I ha- at the time, I had an 89 Cutlass or, uh, Chevy Caprice Classic. So I, I meet him and I'm handing him the keys. I'm like, here you go, Richard. And he's like, oh, okay, thanks. So then he calls me. He says, hey, uh, you didn't give me the key to unlock the door. I'm like, what? Really? He's like, yeah. And so I'm like, I'm checking my pockets. Well, okay, I'll come back. Now I'm worried I lost a key. You know, I'm worried like I lost this key. So there's Richard. He's standing by the 89 uh, Chevy Caprice Classic. And I'm like, Richard, I don't have the key. Let me, you know, he's like, give me the, and I'm looking at it. And there's two keys. One was square. One was circular and you being an older gentleman, you know what that meant. So I'm looking at Richard and he's like, yeah, there's no button to unlock the door. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh my God. So, and then I slowly start raising the keys and you could see his, because he's a smart guy. He's probably one of the smartest people I know. You could see it click over and he's realizing, Oh shit. I'm like, let me show you something, Richard. And he just, He's a tall guy. I think he shrunk and shriveled down to about my size. With his and did that record trunk. sound? That record sound <laughs> happened right when he saw the key. It went. No, it was just. And, it was more. He, oh, what's that sound? Oh, yeah, it's that sound where it's like, wait a minute. It means wait a minute. But I don't know more, where it comes from. <laughs> it was more the they're turning off or powering down the tractor beam in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like, let me show you something, Richard. You see the circular key? You see this little hole thing here on the side of it? He's like, okay, yeah. I, I No, no, no. We're going through this instruction manual very thoroughly. It's like kind of gave him shit. Um, but yeah, it, it, that was, there's that. I know some of my, my friend's kids, you know, they, they find dial phones. Hilarious. Um, and then, uh, yeah, but not, although, oh, did I tell you this? Speaking of minimalism and, uh, uh, the Clary way through life. Uh, so I got that new used car, right? New used. Yep. Okay. New used car. So I, have I guess car I don't now. know that, but yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I bought, I bought a, a new used car. Eastside auto. If you are ever looking for a cheap car with low miles, go to Eastside auto. You know where St. Paul park is? I don't know where anything is. I know where my bunker doing? is. That's right. What are you doing? You just go from work to, to home and home to work? Yes. Why what? else? Where, where else would I go? Weren't you brought up in the Twin Cities? Yes. Yeah, so, so what did you say it was? St. Paul Park. I probably, I yeah, I probably know where it is. I know it's near St. Paul. It should okay, be. Okay, good. You know where St. Paul is. You've heard of that town, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. Our okay. capital. Yeah. All right. You know 494, 694. Yes, these I know the ring. Through the- okay. What did you do when you were a kid? Didn't you figure out the metro living here for like 40 years? Not really. No. God almighty. <laughs> All right. Anyway, south of St. Paul along the Mississippi River as it shoots out towards Red Wing. 
All right, you follow Highway 61. You yeah. know where that is? Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Okay, I know Red Wing. So Red Wing. All right. Beautiful Red town Wing. full of liberals. Yep. Is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. They want to give driver's licenses to illegals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's a transportation wrong. solution. Yeah. That's that's, yeah, that's that, part that of their transportation going. plan. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not on your way. <laughs> no, I, I I don't blame you. So there's like a uh an oil refinery or there's a bunch of oil tanks along the river there. And it looks like there's a refinery. Well, there's this town uh, and it's kind of like the anti WBL, you know, the WBL is nice. It's on a lake. Everything's pristine. It's all kitschy. Uh, St. Paul park is dingy. It's by an oil refinery plant. It constantly smells. And it's it's just, yeah, it's industrial, but there's a town there as this main drag. It's it's kind of like Superman and Bizarro Superman, if you ever yeah. remember that. Yeah. So it's an like industrial that. park. When you say St. Paul Park, you think of green and trees and waterfalls and little paths, but it no. actually means industrial park, in- which industrial. is there's snacks and yeah, storage there's... facilities and trucks coming in and out. Yeah. Right. And people, I think it's St. Paul Park probably has, that's where the mullets are closest to the major metro. Like if mm. you had to do a mullet ring, like where, where's, where do you find your first mullet if you concentrically go away from the Twin <laughs> Cities? The first place to hit would be St. Paul Park. So yeah, it's a lot of Polaris jackets and um, people probably still wear the Metallica t-shirts. Uh, and, Metallica's uh, just, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you, if you say so, oh, sure. They're, all they're right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. But, uh, She's my cherry pie. What was the mute? No, what that, they? That's, uh, Is that that's the heavy Warren. metal? That's Warren. Oh, okay. Because they're all so differentiated. The poor cherry pie guy. He made that song, She's My Cherry yeah. Pie, because the studios told him we need something more hair metal sounding. Uh-huh. And, and he became known as the cherry pie guy his whole life, and he hated it. And he eventually just recently killed himself, I think. What? Yeah, the cherry pie guy killed oh, himself. My. The Warren singer. Yep. Oh, well. Anyway, so uh, in Mulletville down there, where you and your ilk listening to your heavy metal hair band, thinking mm-hmm. that was actual musical talent, maybe you can hang out. Maybe you know DT. You could probably get into rap too. That's about as differentiated no, and no, talented no, no, as a, no. no. It's the exact same. It's the exact same. I'll fuck it all. It's all crap. All crap. Everything is just crap after Sinatra, huh? Yep. Well, no, there was Miles Davis and um, who came in the 70s and uh, 80s. Um, well, you like Harry Connick Jr., but you like that. Yeah, sound. but he was just, he just covered it. I mean, he he is a crooner. He yeah. he came up with his own, I'm not questioning his musical ability, but it's it was done before is what I'm well, saying. Well, the only thing that wasn't quite done with Harry Connick was his She album and his Star Turtle. He kind of fused uh, funk and New Orleans jazz, and it's okay. pretty cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, so St. St. Paul Park, not St. Louis Park, St. Paul Park. So, oh God, eight, nine years ago, the first key I got, it was, I got it at Eastside Auto. And what they specialize in is totaled out vehicles that the insurance companies just total out. And just to show you the profligate waste in America today and how, and in a, in a complimentary sense, how efficient manufacturing has become where it's just cheaper to replace something so they get cars that have been in rollover accidents uh mine had hail damage uh for whatever reason these things get totaled out but the engine and the chassis and the and the everything else is fine just they're not worth repairing the panels so you can i got uh, a car 
40,000 miles for $6,000. Nice. Yeah. Now it's a little pricey for me, but I didn't have time. I'm in the middle of moving, in the middle of finding a new place, all this other, got to build a house in South Dakota. So I'm just like, you know what? Here's the money. My time's too damn valuable. Um, Cause I usually like to keep it under 5,000 bucks. So I go to, I go to Eastside Auto, got the car. And if you are just looking for a piece of crap grocery getter that has low miles and you want to pay cash, I go to Eastside Auto. Now, not everybody could go to Eastside Auto because not everybody lives within a, a 50 mile radius of Mulletville. Uh, but find but, your own Mulletville is what you're saying. Well, not Mulletville. Wherever you're at. Find, yeah. Yeah. Usually there's, there's a guy in town in a major metro who will go, they will buy these yep. uh, totaled out vehicles. They'll make them back to being roadworthy. Yeah, it's a salvage title, but I drive all my cars into the ground. And you, you don't have to pay uh, collision. You just get liability on these darn things. And that's, that's I mean, really, that's probably, aside from living in basements and renting out upstairs rooms, that's probably the number two reason I had my house paid off early is I always paid cash for cheap-ass shitty cars. There are, there are rich people that do that, too. My former boss, he would go find Lexuses. Is mm-hmm. that how you say it? Or Lexi? Whatever. He would go find them that had been totaled out and refurbished. Did he have the mechanical ability to do it himself? Or no, he no, he would, buy, he would buy them. Somebody, some, th- There is a market for, for high-end vehicles, too, too, that have been basically, yeah, they're, they're totaled or whatever. They were, you know, it wasn't worth it to the insurance company to fix it. And so then those, you know, cars with great engines and kind of luxury inside or whatever, then somebody will fix them up and sell them. Yeah. Right. Right. No, it's, it's definitely, that's, that's a, and I know you could go like really dirt cheap. You go find a $2,000 car and it's got, you know, 120,000 and that, that'll get you by, you know what, that, that there's a point in place for those cars. But if you're willing to spend up to about five grand, even for you should easily find cars out there below a hundred thousand miles. Pay cash for them. They may not look pretty, uh, but man, that that right there. Well, I even wrote in in Poor Richard's retirement. I did the math. If you don't buy new cars, like you don't lease, you don't buy new cars, you will say, and you take the money that you would spend otherwise, you throw it into an IRA or whatever. You will easily save up the money for a full retirement. Right. Not expensive Absolutely. retirement, but a full retirement. I'm a little distracted today, mm-hmm. Cap. It started out great. Oh, hang, hang on. Sure. Let me finish, though, before you – I got – getting back to the car. So this car is a 2015 I got, right? 2015, okay. Yeah. Practically brand new in my world. Guess what I have for the first time in my life. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I will say um, – was it a hybrid? No, no, no. It's not the type of car. Okay. Well, I'll say like power windows or something. No, I've had power windows before. I have an electric key button thing. Oh, electric key button. So it relates to the Richard story. It relates to the Richard story. Yeah. This is the first time I've had non-analog keys. Like I have to hit the button to pop the trunk or something like that. Yeah. Now, do you have a key for the ignition or is it one of those push button things? No, no, I got a key for it. Whoa, whoa, hang on. We're, we're not rich. <laughs> we get way too hang. far ahead whoa, now. What do you think? I'm from Wyzetta? Well, let's <laughs> hang on now. <laughs> no, I, I got a regular key for the ignition and it works on the doors. But then I was like, looking, and it didn't dawn on me at first because I've driven other people's cars or any cars. I'm like, holy shit, this is the first key fob I've ever yeah. owned for a car. So I don't want to hear any wow. of these 
pussy millennials that are like, oh, I'm so oppressed. Oh, I don't have money. They're like, no, no, until you have walked the poverty path of Clary. And when you're fo- you get your first key fob for your car when you're 44, then you could start saying, you then you could start complaining. But in the meantime, I don't want to hear it. Now, Clary, did you mm. see the list of the top 20 stressors to millennials? Funny you mentioned that. I have <laughs> it up here. I also have an article that you would probably like to read. Um, where did it go? I have I have it here somewhere. Is it like? Uh, here it is. Yeah. The top um, 10 reasons to be completely depressed. Is that the? No, it's, it's just, well, what, let's be intellectually honest. It comes from a website called Study Finds. Yes, and you yep. find out this study uh, was commissioned by CBD uh, oil company Endoka. So it has every financial incentive to come up with this study. It says, "Hey, sure. millennials are stressed out." What I do not question, however, is the survey <clears throat> of uh, the millennials and the results. Yeah, it was like over. Uh, it's well over a thousand people they surveyed, right? Yeah, yeah, and and this their their incentive to make it seem like. Hey, you need CBD oil because of its calming effects. That that does oh, not taint okay. this this um, the <laughs> survey results. I know it's been in, it's a it has an ulterior motive. The survey unto itself, but the the results of the top twenty stressors of millennials. Oh my god, <laughs> DT, I'm, I'm writing. I'm glad you waited to talk about it because it's hilarious. I'm glad I'm talking um, about it with you because I thought for sure you would have handled it. And I have been listening to your podcast lately and hasn't. No, I've been, up, so. I've been driving. Um, nah, damn it. Now I just lost it. Oh, there it is. Uh, no, I've been driving across the country. Uh, and I so thought now, your millennials are zombies episode. I thought that was going to be it because it's, it's so great. Oh, no, no, dude. I've been. Um, so, you know, the title of my next book, right? I don't know the title, but I know what it's about. Yes. Title is how not to become a millennial, the salvation guide for generation Z. Okay. And, um, unfortunately one of the, one of the things I don't like about, if I could just write a book on philosophy or economics, great, because it's just all in my head and I can barf it out and, and I'm done. But like the black man's guide out of poverty, I had to do a ton of research and get data. You know, what is the life expectancy gap between blacks and whites? What is the, uh, rate of uh, uh, terminally ill diseases between black males and white males. What is the income gap? What is the wealth gap? And it, I hate it because it's all this research you got to do and you're not writing. So I had to kind of do the same <laughs> thing with millennials. I can't just say the millennials suck, even though they've demonstrated, demonstrated it uh, conclusively over the yep. past 10 years. So I got to get data on debts, deficit spending, spending habits, labor force participation rate, Rate of mental illness, drug use, legal and not, psychiatric versus illegal. I mean, just all this crap. And dude, <laughs> I was like, well, what if the data doesn't come out away according to the thesis? Then I can't write this book. And I'm like, no, it's it's what you think. It's the most fucked up, retarded generation ever. Well, that's it's- how you could structure the book, right? Is just saying a simple sentence like that. It's the most fucked up generation ever i can say and, that and i'm just saying that based on my personal observations let's take a look <laughs> well yeah that's that's the thing is i have to present the the evidence i can't just say millennials suck you know i have to prove it which they've proven it for me by like practically book, every measure like the book that jack was writing in the shining just <laughs> just cappy's book millennials suck millennials suck millennials suck with <laughs> bullet points and different 
paragraph layouts and everything. <laughs> they drive you crazy. <laughs> well, see, the book isn't for millennials, though. The book's going to be for Generation Z. I'm merely yeah. using the millennials as a tool to like monkey see, monkey don't do. There's literally a, a sentence in the books. They say, you see that crater there where the millennials once stood? Do you want that to happen to you? It's It really right. is. It's truly derisible and mocking, uh, derisive against, I'm sorry, derisive against the millennials and mocking of the millennials because they're an afterthought in the book. They're the, they're the caged animal in the zoo. Like, look, right. kids, you don't want to become like, they're no longer a sentient entity with hope in a future. The, the best thing they are now is to be served as a warning to others. And so it, it really is. I mean, I even, I even the first chapter, I, I basically tell the millennials, you know, fuck off. This book isn't for you because you've pissed yeah. away your life. Yeah. You've pissed away your opportunity. And the only good thing that's going to come of your generation is for other people to learn from your mistakes. Yeah, they're the rat <clears throat> in the maze. They're the, well, they're, they're not even. You're watching the, the rat. They're, they're the train that has been wrecked. They're the herpes infected whore who majored in sociology and, and thought. It's the autopsy. You're doing, you're doing it's an a, autopsy. Yes. That's a very good look. See how this person died? Do you want this to happen to you? Well, right. I recommend you you learn from them. Um, Clary the Undertaker. Going. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so it's it's that bad, and you can have articles like this. You're like, come on, is it like that? Are we being a little bit hard on millennials? Nope. No, 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 not at all. This this is America's punching bag that will never be able to be punched enough. And I feel bad for the good millennials who did major in engineering, went into the military. God bless the veterans, you young men who who went forth and, and fought and I didn't. Uh, right. know, there yeah, are some right. good millennials there. But for every one of them, I estimate there's like four or five of just the most fucked up lazy oh my god when i get to the labor statistics jesus yeah. fucking lazy asses batman just just everything the stereotype is right the stereotype is accurate for this generation right um, and they sort of i mean they were they sort of were started out on the completely wrong foot with their parents and so they had to make up for a lot but all the information out there yeah. Yeah. They're not even cognizant <clears throat> and they choose not to. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Given and that's the point. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. exist. All of us exist out here saying, knock, knock, Putin head. Come on, let's wake up. Mm -hmm. And they choose to believe all the uh, bullshit and the, and the brainwashing that has filled them since childhood, basically. Right. Right. And Worthless came out in 2011. That book is eight years old. Right. And you, you know what should have happened? What should have happened is the liberal arts should have precipitously dropped to no enrollment. And I pulled the data going back to 1970, uh, you know, percent of degrees that were worthwhile. And it's barely changed. I mean, every generation, I mean, and another theme in this book is going to be, yeah, the millennials are the worst, but only by a, a few inches. You know, the, the Gen Xers and baby boomers are, are arguably just as fucked up. Um, yeah. but I, I kind of yeah, they... see it as the, the boomers are really bad. Gen X got slightly better, not much because of the pain that the boomers inflicted. Right. And that shows and, in the and, statistics. And, it's very interesting. That does show in the statistics. Does it? Yeah. And then, yeah. and then the millennials, the millennials kind of reap the full effects of the boomer generation. The Gen X kind of still had the world war two grandparents to look to. 
I think. I think that's probably we also had divorce shoved up our ass. Yeah, so it was yeah. kind of like you, you had to you had to be somewhat resilient. Yes. We sort of had the mix. Uh, we had no, the these... mix of of yay America. I mean, I, I always like to say I went to school. We celebrated Chris Columbus Day. We celebrated Thanksgiving with the pilgrim hats and the Indian headdresses. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. about junior high, we started being told how horrible American was. So we saw the transition. Right. So we weren't fully indoctrinated, I don't think. Right. And one of the chapters is going to, because I, I, I'll, I'll grant the millennials this. They were absolutely lied to and misled. I mean, Gen X was lied to and misled. And yeah. um, one of my great retweets was, it's not our fault. The boomers fucked us up. And I retweeted, yeah, because all the baby boomers did was drop truth bombs on us Gen Xers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just figured it out. So, uh, but the millennials, they're, they're right in this one regard. And I do feel bad for them. And that is the baby boomers just fucked it up. And some of their... Parents are also older Gen Xers, you know, the illegitimate kid, uh, you know, Peggy Sue got pregnant at 14 or whatever back in 89 or whatever. So now their kids are in their 20s or whatever. Um, it's 100% true. And so I do have a chapter dedicated to that. But the the sad thing, and this is, and I know we all view Clary as this hate monger and he just wants to beat the shit out of millennials and use them as a punching bag. And he's very displeased about his life. And, and that's all true. Uh, but <laughs> I'm also, I'm also like, no, this is going to be a really good book for any Gen Zers that want to read it. And that's where the real risk is. I mean, I purposely intend to insult the millennials because if they look in the mirror, they would insult themselves. Right. But the real trick is is Gen Z is that there's no delineation. Like, oh, yep, here's Gen Z and here's the millennials. An old Gen Z is the same as a young millennial. There's no change in the society right. or demographics or anything like that. And I'm looking at the data because now I'm starting to, when you look up all the sociological economic data, uh, you know, it depends on how they, you know, 18 to 24, 14 to 19. And so you'll see some data on Gen Zers and, and they're, they're, going down the same path, like the yes. same rates of uh, mental illness, drug prescription. Um, there's not a lot of economic data because the Gen Zers, you know, they're, they're kids, really. I mean, maybe, uh, uh, you know, young adults, very young adults, 18, 19. But all the the pre-indicators are the Gen Zers are just going down the exact same path as millennials. And that's what right. the, the book tries to do is it tries to stop them. Um, right. And that's because the, the quote, great recession wasn't allowed to become a depression. I think Gen Z would be different if, if we allowed kind of the crash to take its course, but instead we papered over it and there's going right. to be a huge dividing line once whatever comes after Gen Z, when, once the shit really hits the fan, it's, they're just going to, I mean, there's going to be like, like the generations kind of follow a time pattern, but I think with how we've delayed pain here recently that um, there's going to be like this weird um, blip of where the generations are kind of the same until there's a next war or whatever the fuck's coming. So, Yeah. As long as we re- maintain the world reserve currency status, we'll just print ourselves out of all problem. It will be yeah, perpetually yeah. good times create perpetually weak people. Right. I wonder uh, if there were like, I mean, like back when the Roman empire was kind of in its Pax Romana, if there was those, you know, you've, you've heard of the fourth turning, right? Where there's uh, kind of the, it's the whole idea that hard times make strong men, right, strong right, men, yeah. that whole thing. 
Pax Romana was what, uh, 500 years or something like that. You wonder if there were any differences back then. I bet you there weren't between the generations. I bet uh, you it was just no. kind of this, I, I, it was kind of this lazy. I, I mean, that would be the, the equivalent to what's happening today is to, to people. Yeah. I, from where I see that more often is in the English King secessions. If you look at the history, although you could, I saw, I remember listening to some Chinese history podcasts and Korean history podcasts of all things, but it's, it's universal. You get, you get some, you start off with a guy who is a general and fought his way up and he's very battle hardened and he overthrows the corrupt King. He becomes this great King. He institutes real world policies. The kingdom grows strong. Uh, Then, then he, and that's just one, one step that if we could figure this out, then he Mark Dayton's his kid. (laughs) <laughs> where <laughs> his kid he thinks this is my son they're always focused on yeah. oh the eldest son one why is the eldest what does that mean and two why why a guy with a dick why not you know a catherine the great or something right. not to yeah. cheer on feminism but to be truly meritocratic there was this big hard on everybody in the olden days across all countries like it must be my eldest son right and this is some limp dick fejo uh right had everything handed on Mark Dayton. It was just this, this, and then Mark Dayton becomes king. The, the world goes to the pot, and then yep. uh, the, the barbarians come in, or you know, there's invasion, they lose land, and then another general, or maybe there's a usurper. Sometimes a cousin tries to bump off Mark Dayton or something like that. Then he's king, but inevitably it goes back to pot that hard times, and then here comes that general who rose to the ranks again and reestablishes the kingdom. So that probably yep. happened multiple times over the what. Uh, 1400 year history of the roman empire um yeah i suppose i suppose it was just infighting pax romana maybe meant that there was no external wars but there was all the internal bullshit that happens all the time Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm not i'm not up enough on on the the whole roman empire history but but um that would be that would be my equivalent. I, I, there's a lot of parallels between the fall of Rome and kind of what's happening to us. So, yeah, they, they didn't have world reserve currency. Well, I guess they technically did the Roman world. Yeah, reserve and they currency. they cheapened their currency. They they started they stripping did. the silver out of it and the gold right. out of it, and yeah, right. So this time it'll work. It'll be different this time. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, different. So, here, <laughs> so here's the article. Um, Yes, the article. Express Mets, three and five millennials say life more stressful now than ever before. So remember, than this ever. is a completely biased research. Than ever. Than ever before. You know, the Well, black yeah, because plague. now they're entering adulthood. The Black Plague. You know, that, was, that wasn't that was a stressful time. Nah. Oh, now is a stressful I think time. It, <laughs> I think it means within their lifetime. Oh, you think so? Is that? Yeah. Well, how would they know than ever before? Because they're so narcissistic, they think that nothing, I mean, you know millennials, I mean, they think that nobody's been through what they've gone through. When they have a kid, it's like, oh my God, you know, I got to oh, observe okay. nap right, time or on. whatever. Yeah. You you proved me wrong. You are correct. I tried to have a little bit of intellectual hold off for the millennials. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, in fact, a survey of 2000 American millennials commissioned by CBD oil company and DOCA reveals that one-third of millennials believe their lives are more stressful than the average person's life. So I guess that okay. does mean people alive today. So it does mean people alive you know, today. It doesn't depression. mean historic, historically. Okay. No, but people alive today. So ignore the Volcker recession. 
Right. Uh, ignore uh, World War II. 70s, if you remember that. Right? Well, yeah, there might be some World War II people alive. Ignore Vietnam vets. Um, I, I just, yeah, no. You, it's sad, but your contempt for, for millennials really goes up the more and more you research into their um, their statistics and their performance. Well, they're just, so yeah, the I, navel, You're right, you're right. I shouldn't have. They're in the navel-gazing generation. They just, they think nobody's gone through what they've gone through, that everything that they're going through is somehow new, is somehow different, is somehow, you know, special. And right. and nobody's ever had a baby before and had to go to Christmas Eve dinner, you know, right. shit like that. <laughs> you know, it's just they're so it's it's incredible. <laughs> and everybody uh, knows this is true. You everybody knows that that couple that is like, oh man, I had to I had to pack up all the kids and get here, and that's why I'm three hours late. Oh, nobody's ever fucking done that before in their life. No, nobody's right. had to deal with their kids being cranky or whatever i i have you know what they weren't formed in a vacuum and the one thing i'll defend the millennials on is go blame baby boomer gen x parents because that that came up dude and i see it now i see my nieces and nephews failed to get raised i don't care i don't care if people are listening because it's true the only reason i don't right. bring it up is because it's impolite company but now it's on my term and my turf <laughs> and these are the good people you know these these are the ones that have jobs sort of and you know th- these are these are your nuclear families yes and and you're looking and it's like yeah that kid is gonna be on ritalin yeah that kid is gonna believe they have autism or adhd or autism it, you just you just see it because the, there's there's bad parenting. There's a lack of discipline. There's a lack of father. Even though fathers are there, there's a lack of fatherly yeah. discipline. Um, right. And so right. I I I don't begrudge the little three year old. That's a little three year old. No. You know, right? Uh, they don't know any better. Kids, yeah. No, and and this is what happened to the millennials. The the Gen X older Gen X parents and the baby boomer parents that did not raise them. They spat them forth into this world. They did not raise them. And they spoiled them rotten so that, yeah, I mean, right here it says uh, many feel overall stress is caused by the accumulation of daily microaggressors (laughs) or microstressors, microstressors, daily microstressors. Hey, you know, what was a microstressor for me today that probably would have sent millennials to like the emergency room. I'm trying to pack up my house, right? Because I'm moving too, Mm -hmm. and my house decides to take revenge on me. For, okay. Oh, how dare you leave me, DT? And you know, I rolled my ankle or something. I rolled my ankle. You rolled, sprained well, my ankle. How's that the house's fault? Yeah, but how's that the house's fault? Because I rolled it on my porch. <laughs> I I like the to porch blame jumped inanimate. up at a different angle. I like yeah. to blame inanimate objects, Clary. I mean, I yes, I I built the sidewalk i did the cobblestone sidewalk and i allowed there to be a one inch lip between the concrete porch and the sidewalk adjacent to it and it just happened to be this one time in the 20 or so years that i've been here where i rolled my fucking angle on that lip as i'm moving well i'm I'm glad I'm a fatalist. I'm 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 a fatalist. But that would send a a millennial to the emergency room, right? uh, One, they wouldn't have been working out so that your ankles were strong enough to take it. Like (laughs) I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it kind of stiffen up now. I'm drinking whiskey. I've started whiskey early to deaden the pain, but there you go. Um 
But I'm feeling it kind of right. stiffen up. And uh, yeah, I, I'm convinced it's my five years in the gym here that that it didn't send me to the emergency room um, that I was awesome. able to take it. So, so there are benefits. Yeah. There are benefits. You don't get injured as badly when your house attacks you. Right. When moving. houses attack. <laughs> yes. Dun, 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 dun. Um, so here's what micro stressors seemingly trivially experiences due to them, such as being stuck in traffic, waiting for appointments or various smartphone issues. I, I had starvation and below <laughs> zero temperatures and the constant fear of poverty and not having enough money as stressors, you know, driving without car insurance because you couldn't afford it. That was kind of a stressor. But apparently, you know, sitting at an appointment for the dentist. That's that. <laughs> that stresses you. Well, out. you got to get the fact the you list. have the money to visit the dentist. The list is so great. The list is. Awesome. Oh, I know. So let's let's yeah, let's get to the. We got to start at 20. We got to start at the least. Want to start at 20. I will go yeah. down below at 20 here. OK, rank 20. That causes stress. See, and people wrote this down when they surveyed people. This is what they wrote down. This is not CBD trying to be a sensationalist to to do yellow journalism. This is what they wrote down. Well, did they Washing write it down? dishes. Did they have a list where they checked or did they write it down? I don't know. But if, yeah. if it was that, I would not be checking washing dishes. <laughs> yes. Washing dishes. <laughs> Number washing 20. Dishes. That's a micro stressor. Like wash, washing. Stressor. You have to wash the yeah, washing dishes on its own might not make them think that it's the most stressful it's ever been, but in combination with the more stressful things above it, that's what you got to remember. You got to mm-hmm. remember that this millennial sitting here loading the dishwasher or you know washing the dishes, and then something Shaking. else, uh, something else happens. You know that on its own might be okay. Like, oh, I'm washing dishes, da, da, da. Yeah, it's a little stressful. It's a micro stressor. That's what's going through their brain, right? Right. And then something else happens. So that's right. just, you got to imagine the millennial and all these other things that are happening. You got to imagine the millennial sitting there washing dishes when it happens. <laughs> and yeah, then you'll they're have getting sympathy. constantly assaulted. Then you'll have sympathy yeah, for so them. It's like, you just got to imagine that they're washing that da, 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 oh, what a beautiful day and then something else happens and it's oh my god the you know mount vesuvius goes off right right washing dishes lowers their shields it turns off their shields so that other stressors <laughs> can come in and actually right. cause them to have a stroke right uh 19 choosing what to wear yes so they're I don't get there. that because they all wear the same fucking shit what do you mean what to wear <laughs> you all dress like shit you all wear your flannel with your fucking salmon colored jeans and your brown shoes with your ankle socks. What, what, what the fuck? You're a bunch of conformists. What to wear? Well, they have to, they have to, you know, they like to wear the mismatched socks. So they're sitting there washing dishes. They're washing dishes thinking, man, what two pairs of loud mismatched socks am I going to wear today? God damn it. This is so fucking stressful. I can't get this grease off the pan. Uh, 18, this is now, this is one of the lower ranked ones. This one I'd be putting way at the top job security. Yeah. Yeah. That's legitimate. I, I, know, I would say that should be number one. Don't you right. think that would be number one for a young individual, a young adult? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, 17 school loan payments. See you would say that would be high. That right? would also be high. 
Yeah. But it's not as highly rated as number 16, which is check engine light coming on. <laughs> God damn it. How am I going to pay back <laughs> these loans? They're sitting there driving their car, washing their dishes at the same time. Trying to, oh man, I don't know if I picked the right socks, mismatched socks today. <laughs> and then the check engine light goes on off and they just blow their fucking lid. Because they don't know how they're going to pay off their loans. And they have mm. their socks don't look right. And that just, you know, that makes them have a car crash. Practically thinking of eating a bullet at this time. Yeah. You know, I mean, if everything's those... fine. But when that check engine light comes on, then they got, then they, they put one in the chamber. If they knew and owned, knew how to operate and own a gun. Yeah. If they had those four things happen, right, like right in a row, it would be game over. Oh, it'd be over. Yeah. Done. Those DV. Do you remember when the check engine light actually meant something? Yeah, now it means nothing. Now you can ignore it. Yeah, yeah. it just means your O2 sensor is off and you're not getting as good fuel efficient. I'm like, look, just, just make an O2 sensor light, okay? And the check engine light should only come on if there's a really fucking important issue. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, shit, you better pull over now. Now I'm just like, fuck it. I, don't know. I think all my vehicles have the check engine light on now. Well, maybe that's the cause of you know millennial stress is that – these car companies are pers are purposefully trying to stress them out big time right. because they don't distinguish between your gas cap is not, you know, securely tightened. Like you said, the O2 sensor yes. or something and, and that you're, the entire thing's going to blow up as you, as you drive to your job that you're not quite secure in. Right. See, I, I think it's part of the big psychology and big pharma, so they get on more Adderall to calm down. The check <laughs> engine light. It, I bet I guarantee you Pfizer, whoever makes Adderall, went to GM says, Hey, make all the check engine lights come on. Okay, yeah, we'll give you because we could have profits. more lights. We could have more lights than just check engine. I mean, we could have Yeah. Yeah. I mean they've oh, got two cents. Seriously. Every time, every time I've gone in, you know, you, you go to like the 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 uh, AutoZone or the O'Reilly's and you get the they give you that little plug-in that you plug into your car and they'll yeah. read the, the error code. Yeah. Every time it's the O2 sensor. Every fucking time. Right. And so now I'm just like, no, I don't care. I just don't care. I, 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 and I've not had any trouble with cars. I haven't. I've been very lucky or I just keep them maintained. But I no longer care about the check engine light. There's a lot of that going on where it's like the warning sign doesn't mean anything anymore. The check engine is now mm -hmm. the, the boy who cried wolf. Yes. Right? Yes, yeah. it is. It is. It absolutely is. And that would stress right. me out. I mean, that would totally stress me out. The fact that it's that, that you don't know. I sympathize with millennials on that one. I, I don't because I have basic <laughs> car maintenance. I know. I know how to tell if there's something wrong with my car. The sarcasm uh, is strong with this one. One that should be much higher, but isn't credit card bills. That's number yep. 15. But if I lived at home, I guess I wouldn't worry about job security or credit card bills or student loan payments. Either. Ah. God, look how many school loan payments and job security are practically ranked the same as washing dishes. So <laughs> yes. is, are washing dishes that torturous or are they so relaxed and calm and had everything bought and paid for that school loan payments and job security is as stressful as washing dishes? Right. Hey, say, you know, that brings up a story. I mean, when I was in college, we, we, we had, we, uh, me and my buddies lived in this house. We called it the ghetto. And that's every, every kid should have to live in a ghetto. Every kid Absolutely. should have to live in a basement bedroom where the, the foundation was literally caving in and they, and, and they put two by fours over it with sheetrock. So you couldn't see <laughs> that at any moment 
the house could fall on you. But anyway, so I lived uh-huh. in this basement and, and, uh, I had this friend, a uh, Mexican friend, and he came back to school and he was looking for a place to live. And one of my buddies that I was living with, he's like, you know what, Steve, I'll call him Steve. You know what, Steve, we really like you living here. How about you do the dishes and you can live here for free sleeping on the couch. That was the deal that mm-hmm. we gave our Mexican friend. And so that was, was the like, deal. I, yeah, that was the deal. So he, I think he had to help pay for um, food and, you know, utilities and stuff, but he basically lived for free sleeping on the couch in this house. And and all he had to do was do the dishes. <laughs> and it was great. I'm out here fucking risking my life fighting scorpions. God damn it. That, I mean, he no, just that had to the, do dishes. That was the deal he got. Yep. Yeah. He loved it. Yeah. Scorp- and he was a great guy. Doing scorpions guy. is. Killing scorpions is not on this list for some reason. So. No. <clears throat> All right. Practically tied with credit card bills. Number 14 is the phone screen breaking. Mm. Their lack of priorities and, and what would we call it? Risk assessment or danger assessment is very poor. Right. Like this is not logical. The, what really is bad is kind of mismatched with things that truly don't matter. I, they, right. this is they must have a very easy life for these to be all intermingled and equally ranked to one another. Or there, or there are some millennials that that don't have really truly don't have any stressors at all, and then there are then there are millennials that have these big stressors. I don't know. It's it's difficult to figure out because yeah, student loan debt versus your screen breaking. Right, right. One should be at the top. One should be way at the bottom. 13, job interviews. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's that's sort of legitimate. That's legitimate. I I think, yeah, that's about medium rate. Paying bills is number 12. I could see that. Yeah. Losing or misplacing keys. I just make sure I have copies. I don't know what you millennials do. I've never worried about losing or misplacing keys. But they don't know what keys are anymore, right? No, they got the button thing that I'm, yeah, got, I'm hip now. I'm with them. Yeah. They I'm going to grow a really button. nicely groomed beard and get some thick rim glasses with my key fob. And then I can hang out with the millennials like, Hey, fellow, fellow millennials. What's I up? think they think keys are, I mean, I think they stress out about keys because everything is so automated now. I mean, you can control your whole house through your phone. You can, you can yeah. unlock or you can lock your windows through your phone or your door and shit like that. And so keys, mm-hmm. is just like too much responsibility. I think that that is the only thing and you, and you've got the key. And if you lose mm-hmm. the key, you're fucked because um, your phone's not going to open. Your phone's not going to open the door anymore. Your phone's not going to turn on your car or whatever the hell you can do now. And so it's just way too much responsibility in the key, too much personal responsibility. Maybe uh, ten. This is this should not even be on the list. Uh, forgetting the phone charger <laughs> because, because how do you access your social media and get your attentions if your phone isn't charged? Because there's no phone chargers or extra cables you could buy to plug into the the USB port on your car. Nobody else happens to have a phone charger nearby. Right. Well, it's everything's through your phone. So I mean, if that's your entire life, it's like not having something to eat, right? I guess so. I guess. I mean, I mean if your whole life, their souls is attention on the internet. Your whole life is through your phone. I mean, you can adjust your thermostat through your phone now, and you can make yeah. sure that somebody isn't breaking into your house. I mean, if some some thug is walking up to your door, you can look in your phone and go, 
hey, hey man, I see you. And they run away, right? Because the commercials right. tell us they well, immediately run away. Because they that's, the that's criminals, not the voice that they would use. Because criminals do not watch television. So they don't know that that voice that's coming through the doorbell could just be a thousand miles away. They don't know that. So right. they just, they, they Plus, scurry away. <laughs> the, the voice would not be, hey, man. It'd be, Faye, um, <laughs> this is Tanner. Uh, and I'm here with my girlfriend, Madison. Say hi, Madison. Hi. Um, uh, so what are you doing there? Um, no, we're not there right now. Um, but, you know, I would expect you to, to respect um, our property and, and not break into our house. Okay, thank you very much. It would be so awesome to hear. I mean, I would like to actually hear real ones, especially if the person's black that's trying to break into your house. I mean, how would they how would they respond to that? What, the millennial voices or the person who's trying to break in? No, the people trying to deter them through their, you know, phone video thing. Oh, yeah. millennials, uh, they try and reason and rationalize. Do you know what really helps is telling people to fuck off. I ever tell you about when I was in France? And uh, what were you doing in France? There was a panhandler with his dog. I was <laughs> doing my one and only trip to Europe uh, in France. So uh, it was a very packed place, very crowded town we were in. And I was starting to get pissed because you just can't get any food. In Europe, you can't. I know Adam Piggott. I know. Had I had the secret Adam Piggott handshake and got into the club, he would have been able to set me up with where, where they do serve the food in Europe. But basically in Europe, there is no food, okay? <laughs> uh, so I'm, we're sitting there, and, man, the Europeans just tolerate lower standards on everything. We are waiting 45 minutes for a waiter to serve us. Not to get to just serve. And everyone at the table is just like, this is completely normal. And I'm like hungry and getting pissed. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go. I saw Subway. I'm going to go to the Subway. So I go to the Subway. I'm really angry. I'm pissed off. And there's this guy with his dog begging and panhandling. I'm like, you fucking French pussy. You got free everything in this goddamn socialist and you're still panhandling. And so he was a younger guy and he had his dog. And uh, I'm eating my sandwich, and he comes up and speaks to me in French. I say, I, I don't speak French. He says, oh, it is okay. I speak English. I say, do you know what the words fuck off mean? <laughs> and he's like, and then you could just see him get pissed off. Fuck off? I'm like, yeah, fuck you and fuck off. And then everyone around kind of knew, you know, everyone knows the word fuck. And I'm looking, at him, I'm like, come on, pal. I will break your dog's fucking neck. And, <laughs> and you told me what you fuck off. I'm like, it? yeah. Was it, it was a big a, dog? Kind of or a was standard. It like a... No, standard mutt. It, it, you know, okay. medium-sized dog. I don't know. Uh, 60 pounds? Nah, 60 is pretty big for a dog. 40, maybe 50 pounds? He wasn't Medium walking dog, around. regular old dog. He wasn't walking around with like a pit bull with spikes on it and shit. No, no, no. Yeah. This is just a skinny French guy with, with standard old dog. And, um, and it, it just it helps so much because it feels so good. Because the, the millennials aren't going to say no. They're not going to punch at you. And if right. they do, God, God bless them that they're alive in the, in the, in the uh, emergency ward. Um, You'd be like, yeah. They, 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 and I've, yeah. No, I, oh, he was, he totally knew because I was ready to go to the mat. I was in such a pissed off mood. He knew and he backed off and he went away. Like a millennial that else would... was just like, oh. A millennial that would be a tough guy, like for real, not like a safe tough guy, like the pudgy safe tough guy with the with the beard, and you know, 
that's being safe. Like if they can be tough when it's safe, they'll be tough. But the minute it uh-huh. like gets real, um, then you'd have to be sort of impressed. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, not that I'm speaking from experience. I've never, I've never said fuck you to a homeless guy with a dog before. Oh, I've so. said fuck you to home. Oh yeah. No, I do it. Cause like, especially if I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, fuck off. And then like, what? I'm like, yeah, I said that, you know? And then, and then they're like, Oh, oh okay. The same um, guy, the same yeah, guy, it, the same guy in my ghetto that uh, mm-hmm. hired the Mexican to, uh, you know, to do dishes in exchange for sleeping on the couch for free. Right. He used to throw pennies at poor people. <laughs> he used to just whip, <laughs> he'd have a whole hat. He just beggars. He'd just like whip a handful of pennies at him. <laughs> Here you go, fucker. <laughs> it was it was one time I was in St. Petersburg, and the south side of St. Petersburg is actually pretty bad. And so um, I'm getting gas there. And this, um, I'm just sitting there, and I, again, I, I'm, I'm in a less pissed off mood, or I'm a smaller percentage pissed off of my time today than I was in the past. But in the past, I was perpetually in a bad. Let's get this base level of pissed off and anger, right? And so this woman, and I'm like pissed off about something. This woman comes up, she's like, "You got any spare change?" I'm like, "Yes, I do." And she stands there, and I look at her. Oh, fuck if I'm giving it to you though. <laughs> and fuck you, goddamn so fucking white guy, goddamn. And I'm just like, lady, come on, go ahead. Just <laughs> that was always like I've used that one before. Do you got some spare change? Yes, and I keep walking. <laughs> well, it's an accurate response to the question. Right. Do you have do you have money you could spare? Yes, I do. And you just keep going on. It, it, it confuses them. Can I ask um, you a question? Yes. Well, hang on, let's finish this. Let's get this uh but with the uh where was it? Forgetting cracker uh, lost with a phone charger. Oh yeah, with it. No, I, I think for the most part they had reason, but I think any guy. Okay, I mean, this is we can lay this criticism on baby boomers in general. Most guys are pussies, today, dude. I mean, yes. they don't know how to exert exert masculinity, defiance, and and anger. Maybe even rage. Well, rage you you just execute that. But you'd be amazed how many people buzz the fuck off when you just make that fir- your first statement in your interaction with them is fuck off who the fuck are you you know and they're like oh this is not going to be an easy target this isn't going to be you know tanner or your standard minnesota republican conservative male who will just give you the money because they feel guilty this is a guy i i might lose a tooth i might kill him he's he's small but i might lose a tooth or an eye uh pissing off this guy so um there is a benefit hello yeah there's a benefit to being angry for sure I mean, there's a benefit. To, there is. To, yeah. I mean, you just don't have yeah. to deal. I mean, that's the thing with this millennial list is maybe if they got some balls and actually got angry about shit, all these micro it's, things wouldn't happen, right? It's too late. Maybe? It's too late. They're in the 30s, dude. This, right. is, this is why they're. I don't even consider them to have a future anymore. It's too late. They're not going to undo 30 years of brainwashing. This is who they are. It's no, it's cemented. totally sad. It's concrete. It, it's completely sad. It's just yeah. like, yeah. It's like a great, it it's is. like a whole and graveyard. We, the whole generation is like looking at a graveyard. That's just, it's pointless. And it's just, you know, it's a graveyard that's going to be forgotten. It's like a bunch of graves that are marked with the wooden crosses or something or whatever fucking symbol yeah. they want to put. And, and it, that'll, that'll all fall over eventually. And it'll just be an empty field. And no one will ever it, know they were there. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. The millennials, they can be 35 or 75. It doesn't matter. 
It really does. Unless there is an epiphany, unless they, as a, as a, an entire generation, now there are, of course, again, I'd say the 20% millennials that do have their heads out of their ass. They're doing very well and, and God bless them. And <clears throat> I think all of them tune into this show, but, right. but for the remainder of their, their colleagues and peers, the generation may as well not even exist. They're right. not going to produce anything of real value. They're wow. Are you going to espouse, you know, moderate to extreme leftist beliefs? Are you going to vote Democrat again? Hey, do you believe in Yang or Beto or a cute guy? Because, you know, he has trust fund money. He says cool thing. It's they're so scripted and they're automatons. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not in, in some regards, the capacities. They're not humans. They're completely programmed and brainwashed entities. And they're executing their program like they were programmed to. Well, thank you. Yeah. Democrat. They want more government money. They're not masculine. They're not feminine. They take value and ultimate importance in their politics or traits they were born with and nothing earned. Right. It is the most unmentionable, unaccomplished generation. And unless they have an epiphany, they they might as well effectively be dead or in the nursing home or, or zombies. It really doesn't matter at this point. Well, just think, I mean, their hero is Bernie, right? Like nobody's stepping yeah, up. Yeah, at least, a, at least AOC stepped up, right? I mean, at least she's she's like the shining I'll example yes. of the millennial generation. She's the shining example because she actually stepped up, put herself on the line, is there for the ridicule. I mean, we we ridicule the fuck out of her, right? But at least she's bold, and at right. least she's putting herself out there. Where's the rest of her her she, generation? She's singing. She's she's the one who got up and started singing karaoke. And even if they're bad, that's more balls than what most other people got. Exactly. Most people won't stand up on the stage and sing. Yep. Yep. I mean, is Beto is she, Beto a millennial? I think he's a Gen Xer, isn't he? But no, he's he's a Gen Xer. He's just yeah. a rich. He's like the next Kennedy. He's rich. He, I did yeah. a clarity test on him. He's just a, a fucking pussy. He's a nobody. I mean, right, so it. So AOC is the first millennial to step up. I would say. And yes, and, 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 and there's his, nobody behind her. There's nobody. I mean, there's what Ilhan Omar. I suppose she would be a millennial, but she's from Somalia, so you can't really say that she's part of the American millennial generation, really. So, you know, I mean, that that at least um, that's just kind of shows the patheticness of their generation is that that's the shining example is AOC. Oh and, yeah, uh, no, and it's, Bernie. It's, Bernie's the you know they all worship Bernie or whatever. Right. And, if this is the best you're sending, it's like God Almighty, what's your worst? Right. I, it's it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wipe my ass with Ocasio Cortez's hair. I she is so <laughs> dumb, so yes. sad. I mean, yeah, okay, she's up there. She got some balls. Won't 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 argue that. But this is a truly stupid politics removed. This is a truly stupid person. Yes. And it would be a person that would have these things as like, oh, these are my main concerns, my cell phone screen breaking, uh, you know, my my uh forgetting the phone charger, uh washing dishes. It's like, yeah, it that is representative. That is truly the house of representing right there. They do yep. she does represent that generation. Exactly. And and uh, they're so cowardly, nobody else will step up besides her. No, no. Um, what else we got here? Uh, credit card fraud. That's legitimate. Yep. Forgetting passwords. That's, that's annoying. Getting past what? That, but it's not forgetting passwords. Oh, forgetting passwords. Yes. Yeah. yeah that, that's annoying. Yeah, exactly. It's annoying, but it's not like, 
Yeah, I guess I guess if you for if you forgot your password and you're washing dishes at the same time, I mean that would be that would be, I mean that's worse than World War II. I would say, yeah, that is worse than World War II and World War One. Seven right. phone battery dying. Yeah, well, that's the again. That's, that's like running their, out of gas. Their whole life is in that phone, and so if you don't, if you can't charge it, or the battery died, you're completely cut off from life. It's like you're dead. It's like your heart stopped. Yeah. Or the the blood isn't going to your brain anymore. Have you ever ran out of gas? Yes, I have. <laughs> I have once because my fuel uh, indicator was broken. That's the only time I ever ran out of gas. I'm kind but of an idiot. This is like sometimes. running out of gas. Yeah, I'm kind of an idiot sometimes, and I will like if you want to hide something from me, you put it mm-hmm. right in front of my face. Like you, you put it like it's like right in front of me. Where's the TV remote? Daddy, it's right fucking there. Whoa, <laughs> there it is. You know, that's if you want to hide something from me, it's right. In, put it right in front of my face. And so, you know, that big fucking EF indicator like r- that's next to the check engine light. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a couple times where it's like, <laughs> oh, what a beautiful morning. Put, 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 put shit. So I, I've had that happen a couple times when I was younger, not not. Recently, not recently. You learn right, real quick. Right. No, I would just think you'd make sure your battery was charged. That's just me. So. Yes, that's, um, yeah. Number yeah. six, yeah. S- slow Wi-Fi, what we're dealing with right now. Slow Wi-Fi. Are it's you, annoying, but I don't think it really. Are huh? you, I mean, are you so stressed it's worse than wondering if you've got polio right now? No, no. I'm, okay. I'm actually kind of happy because I think it's working. I think we got pretty good Wi-Fi right now. Then you're not a millennial. Yes. I'm not a millennial. No, I'm the ant. I'm not, I'm not a millennial. I'm not a Gen Xer. I'm not a, a baby boomer. If anything, I'm like maybe World War II or silent. Those are my you people. Sh- you should um, prove the baby. You should prove the uh, millennials wrong and do a podcast while washing dishes with bad internet <laughs> with bad internet connection on a low and, battery yeah and paying my credit card bills at the same time yes uh number 5 arriving late to work i a lot of these can be taken care of with a little bit of responsibility like making sure your phone is charged and making sure you're leaving on time and looking at traffic for losing phone how many are with the phones hang on we got yeah it's a lot of them one Two, three, four, and five. Five, a quarter of their concerns is related to the phone. Yep, 25% of micro stressors are related to phones. Phones and the internet. Three, commute traffic delays. Will you guys keep voting Democrats so that we spend more money on parasites, illegal aliens, and single mothers than we do roads? And besides, you all want to have buses and trains. Two, yeah. arguing with a partner. Men, you just say the woman's right because you're a sexist and privileged. And then the number one, uh, I'll grant you that arguing with your partners should be highly rated. Uh, yep. Number one, losing your wallet or credit card, which I think is legit. That's a- Losing your wallet. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I've, I've got this theory. I mean, I, I talk to wallet. people, I talk to women all the time and it's like, it's like we, we men- we know where our wallet is at all times because mm-hmm. all we need to do is pat our ass. We just go, Boop, oh, the wallet's there. Yep, no, it's there. Yep, got it. It's right next to my ass. 
And women like store it in their purse or they store it in this or they store it in that. And so I would say that's more of a, a female micro stressor than a male micro stressor because it's always right I, next I to our even. ass. Yeah, right. you feel it after a while, especially riding a motorcycle. I've taken it out and put it in my motorcycle jacket because uh, it does right. start, your right ass cheek starts to like right, develop yeah. differently than your left ass cheek. Um, let's go to Super Chats real quick. Dean Nip for $1.99 says, take my money. Thank you, Dean. We will. Scrolling Did he down, call himself down, a nip? Down. No, no, that's his last name. K-N-I-P-P. Oh, okay. I no, he... no, not Japanese. No, no, not the okay. Japanese slang. K-N-I-P-P, Dean Nip. Okay. That's like he's, uh, or Knip. Maybe it's Knip. I don't know. Uh, awesome. All right, so that's all for the Super Chats. Let's do a little bit of sponsors very quickly here. <clears throat> Love letters to the left, the best of Captain Capitalism. Did you read my latest post yesterday? Who? About deep down inside, all women want to get married and have kids, but too bad, so sad. I did not read that. You'll like it. You'll like that one. Um, that's a really good post. I try to write one good post a week. And then I consolidate them into my best of books, of which the list best of book is called Love Letters to the Left. Um, those are highly rated, but not highly purchased because uh, it is my best writing, so it does get highly rated. But I guess people are just kind of, well, unless it's an actual book about a topic I don't want to read. But if you want short little essays and things and stuff, it's some really good. Some of my best writing is through my blog. It isn't necessarily through the books, but take a look at love letters to the left. You can also get captain capitalism, top shelf and captain capitalism reserve. Those are also the best of my blog books, consolidations in case the Google decides to delete my account. Uh, but then all my work is backed up. Uh, the Bent's, the Pence principle written by Randall Bentwick, all uh, lessons, all men must learn from Ford Kavanaugh, basically the book on how not to get falsely accused of rape. And so you can save your career and your life and your finances. Trade the Ratio by Glorious Carl. You can go ahead and learn how to invest in gold and silver by reading Trade the Ratio, an introductory and advanced book for the beginner or the individual seasoned investor looking to do a little bit of trading between gold and silver. <clears throat> TheMensAdvocate.net. Go to TheMensAdvocate.net. Gosh, I, you can tell which I have my travel laptop because I got I to gotta move all these people to the new sponsor lift. Uh, TheMensAdvocate.net for men who are divorced and need an advocate, resources, articles, help, philosophy for divorced men. Go to TheMensAdvocate.net and check that out there. OrionsColdFire.com, good friends of ours. He has not only a blog, but he also has a photo gallery because he's a photographer. and He posts some very interesting pictures all across the fruited plains and the places I have stood in. I say he took a picture there because I stood exactly at that spot. Does a lot of national parks. Academiccomposition.com. Go to academiccomposition.com if you want other people to write your pointless and worthless papers in college. Uh, college is going to make you take a bunch of classes you don't need, write a bunch of papers to say, I hate men and I hate dick. Uh, I hate men and I hate whites. That's because dick would imply being men. I hate lack people of who are melanin. Sin yeah, lack of melanin. Well, no, they're they're expanding it. If you're mentally healthy, if you are straight, if you're a Christian, well, there's always something. Um, if you're an ableist, there's yeah. always something. Don't worry, don't worry. If if you're somebody, uh, they're going to come after you. Uh, basically, if you achieve excellence in one capacity or another, uh, they're going to come after you and make you write these horrible papers. So uh, outsource it, like smart corporations do their mundane tasks. Go to academiccomposition.com where Alex and his crack team of writing staff 
will write your papers for you. He's also always looking for marketers and people to write. So contact Alex at academiccomposition.com. You can work from your home. No, it is not a great, exciting job. Please do not be your state. I got, um, it's tragic, but here's again where I'm not a fan of Gen X either. Uh, I Gen Xers, some of them have financial troubles and they're, they're within my realm of friends or colleagues. I'm like, we'll go right for Alex. And they whine and complain like spoiled little 25-year-olds. And uh, Right, um, because, I mean, they're washing dishes at the Gen same X time. sucks too. Yeah. <laughs> No, I've, I, I'll tell when, you this. Let me, when let me, I go to let me give City, a little bit of hope. When I go to Rapid City, I might have to give Alex a call. I mean, if I go around and they don't want an engineer in Rapid City, I might just have to say, fuck it. I'm going to write about, you know, female, whatever. Right, right. Let me let me give um, the millennials listening now, the, the good 20% or whatever, uh, a little bit of hope. <clears throat> the same thing happened with Gen X is as we've gotten older and life will suss out the winners and the losers. These people will have, they will pay. They will have their comeuppance. And I, I'm not, never been a big fan of Facebook. I need it for work. Uh, but one of the fringe benefits of Facebook is looking at all these Gen Xers who were not even necessarily winners in school. Some of them were like the winners in school and all that, but they're just arrogant, cocky pricks, just 100% complete dicks. And now these guys are divorced. They're married to fat women. um, If they're married at all, their kids are fucked up. They're fucked up. They're in jail. Some of them still have mullets. Some of them are still listening to Iron Maiden and other inferior hair bands because all hair bands are inferior. And then the women are disgusting. They're fat. It's just, it's going to happen guys. It's going to happen. I can, I can particularly sympathize with the smart millennials who busted their ass off, weren't pussies, worked hard, majoring in engineering and they see they're like 80% of their, their uh, generation is parasitic. They will, they will turn out even worse oh, than yeah. the Gen Xers. Yep. They are good. They are going to have such and and nowhere near, nowhere near. I know the baby boomers are fucked up. Gen X is fucked up. Baby boomers are not able to retire. They're getting their comeuppance. Gen X is getting theirs through divorce and making the same mistakes as the baby boomers. But where the millennials, the dumb millennials are going to pay even more than inadequate finances, divorce, and all that, the mental illness they have because mm-hmm. of this pampered upbringing where these top 20 things are actually crises in their world. Um, right. That is where it's really good. They're, they're good. I don't think they're going to be functional at 50. Like They won't even be able to go pump gas, which they can't in Oregon because Oregon, once again, is a state full of pussies, uh, except for Jack Donovan. Please don't kill me, Jack. Uh, but yeah, the, the day is coming. The day is coming that you will you will have your revenge for all these social justice warrior types who all went vegan and I'm again and protesting yes and pro- you ever remember? Oh, uh, don't get me started feminist? on the vegans. Don't get me started on the vegans. We, I no. won't. I won't. We don't have to talk about them. But do did you ever hear about the the cannabis feminist? The cannabis feminist is that like feminist. a a YouTube channel or something where it's a it's a it's a website and it was some gal who over a decade, maybe even 15 years ago, I did a seminar on crusaderism and Jessica Asaf, I think is her name. Okay. I did a, she was one of the slides and she at 17 years old in Marlin County, California was going to go and protest chemicals in makeup. And she wanted the California state legislature 
to pass some bills and done, and and the entire world lined up the sucker dick because she's powerful <laughs> and she's making a chain. I'm like, she's a spoiled rich bitch ass cunt from the fucking richest county in all of California and doesn't want a real job. And it's so a kuwata, haha. Don't get banned now. Clary, don't no, get no, banned. that's it's... for the older brother channel. Kwa- older brother channel. Oh, okay. So this one has the the c Leaking word. Person swear here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, because God damn it, I just want to have a little bit. Because that's the way to describe these people. You got to use oh, some words to describe these. Yeah. So absolutely. older brother, we don't we won't do that much. Um, no, I'm going to look anyway, at the origins of that word really quick. You keep talking. I think it's British. Anyway, uh, so I think it's it's got to be damn well near 15 years later. Uh, this woman's now in her early 30s, and if you look at her track record, you look at her LinkedIn or whatever, it's just been 15 years of no accomplishments, no achievements, living off of daddy's dime, handouts from nonprofits, nonprofit jobs, just total work avoidance. And the latest thing she's doing now is the cannabis feminist, where they combined uh pot legalization or the pot movement with feminism and um i don't know it was about a year ago i looked at the looked at her site but it's it was pretty sad and pathetic and that's that's it that's there and i'm trying to think what's it like being a 33 year old to think that writing a blog called the cannabis feminist is she's never going to get married she's not going to have no kids not that that's the end all be all but there will also be no real genuine accomplishment there will be no real anything to point to shall be the butt end of a joke of jokes. Uh, It's a wasted life. And so for you millennials out there, yeah, go look up Jessica. I think, let me take a look. Let me see if this is. You were right. You said it was German origin, right? I saw, I said British. That's German origin. Apparently. Yeah. Okay. Kunte. So, I mean, like, like Kunte Kente. I mean, is that like too close to Kunte? Is that I mean, Spanish? Kunta Kinte was like in roots, right? The 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 slave that that was his slave name that was like I'm Kunta Kinte. No, you're Toby. Wow, and then, <laughs> then you know, and so Kunta is the origin of the word cunt. Okay, <laughs> I I do not know. I uh, I'm not a linguist. Okay, you'd have to talk to a highly educated professional like Noam Chomsky, who's a professional linguist. Who could tell you the origins of the word and not much else? That's yeah, Germanic or Old Norse. So the Vikings came up with it. Kunta. Okay. Well, good for them. All right. So that's academiccomposition.com. Pushing Rubber Downhill, the website and the book by our good friend Adam Piggott. Check out that book, Pushing Rubber Downhill, mandatory reading. DT, you ever read that book? No, because I thought, remember I last time I talked to you, I thought it was about pushing like a tire downhill with a kid in it. And I didn't realize. Yeah, no, it that's was, not. No, yeah. no, it's a, <laughs> a little bit more deep than that. Uh, it's a it's a man coming of age story and a true story. Nonetheless, mandatory reading for every man out there. I would put it on par with um, The Way of Men by Jack Donovan. It's that good. Uh, <clears throat> the quintessentialist.blogspot.com. Check out the quintessentialist.blogspot.com. The Autistic Guy's Guide to Security. That's on mm. Amazon as well. The Autistic Guy's Guide to Security. And then what else? We got my books, Reconnaissance Man, Black Man's Got Out of Poverty, Bachelor Pad Economics, Worthless, Enjoy the Decline, Chris with the High IQ, Poor Rich's Retirement. Those are all available in paperback, Kindle, some, most of which are in audio. And now, do then, you sign your books? Like, it, like, do you do the signature thing? 
Yeah, if people pay me an egregious sum, of I know money, that's what I mean. Is that you could like maybe sell more books if you agreed to sign them? No, it's it's a royal. And if you agreed to sign them and like draw a cock on it, like or something, no. yeah, no, I no. um okay. Usually people say, "Hey, can I get a signed book?" I'm like, "Okay, yeah," but it, it's really it's basically fifty dollars, not because of the cost necessarily, <laughs> but because of my time. I got to order them. I got to pay yeah. for the books and the shipping my place. Then yep. I got to sign them. Then I got to mail them again. Right. And the shipping adds up to about 20 bucks and I got to dick around with it. So right. it's, it's really like, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be $50 minimum. And then the more books, the more I got to charge because of weight and shipping costs. But yeah, I have done it. I've done it before. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't like charging for it. I, I would just like, I, it's very efficient to have one of those book signing deals. Everyone comes in with the book and you just sign it. Right. I'm totally down with that. But if it's like, hey, I'm in Pennsylvania and I don't really have any meetups or anything like that, I think book signings are arrogant too. Like, hey, come here and suck my dick and I'll sign your book. Wait in line, wait in line with yeah. your book in hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm Eric Clear. I'm a pretty fucking big deal. I'm going to be at the mall. You could all sign my fucking book. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you might oh, make more money. Oh, God. Slightly more. I, when you consider time and overhead and costs, I don't make that much. Same thing with my, um, my, uh, the thumb drive backup of the missing podcast episodes, like yep. episodes 25 through 100, like it's 35 bucks. And I don't charge 35 bucks because I'm getting, I got a, it's like $8, $10 for a thumb drive that'll handle them all. And then I got to mail it and it's kind of a pain in the ass. Right. Um, Anyways, those are all my books. If you've read them already, if you would kindly write a review or just give them a rating, that'd be great. I'd appreciate it very much. Like I, said, I, read, I read Enjoy the Decline, mm-hmm. and I really thought the way that you opened it was gold. It was. I'll say you. that. The yeah. whole, the whole uh, description of uh, Germany right before they collapsed and were taken over was excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it. You got to write some. Um, the first pages have to be capturing because otherwise people aren't going to read yeah. the darn thing. You hook, I'd say yeah. it's even more important. I'd say it's more important than the, um, the, uh, the cover is those well, first couple of pages. Any person that writes knows that that first sentence has to be absolutely perfect. That has to, Jennifer it has Aniston to stay showed almost up in my house. Yes. Jennifer Aniston showed up in a French maid outfit, drunk and full of bad decisions. <laughs> Who's not going to buy that book? Everyone would buy that book. <laughs> hey, do you got that Jennifer frame picture Aniston. up? Is it hanging up? You got that frame picture? Where'd it uh, go? No, that, that's packed for the, that's in the South Dakota pile. Okay. So it's, it's eventually we'll find the wall. It It'll will be on find the wall. the wall in South Dakota, but a wall has to be built in South Dakota first, right. which in what is today? I got two more days before my realtor contacts me about the designer and developer, another one possibly being able to do my house. So we'll figure that out. So there will be I'm a just, wall. I'm just trying to. I'm... There will be a wall that will be built specifically to hang Jennifer Aniston's sexy face framed from DT. Along with my original poster from the Mall of America, not a paper poster, but a cardboard poster, those big industrial ones. Uh, from the Mall of America of Pulp Fiction when it came out in 1994. Ooh, okay, yeah, that might be awesome. a collector's item. That that might be. Um, 
You could go to olderbrother.com slash donate if you want to help out financially. Three ways you can do that. You can donate to Patreon. If you do, you get access to the paywall, which includes my best post, uh, Sanity is the Future of Wealth. Uh, you read that, right? You like that? Yes, I did. I 18? that was we we did a podcast about it. I liked it so much I wanted to do a podcast with you yeah. about it because nobody read it. Oh, that's right. We did. Okay. All right. So it is that good. Um, hey, 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 Clary, can so you finish like a, up the sponsors? I'm going to go take a piss because I've been drinking whiskey to keep my Okay, ankle. all right, go ahead. Take yeah. a piss. Maybe have I'll a go, water or something, all right? I'll go all limp right, go over to the, to the bathroom on my bad ankle. Oh, yeah. go. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so patreon.com slash Aaron Clary. You can go there. You could donate, and it gets you access to behind the paywall. I might throw in some more stuff behind the paywall so you just don't get that one article. But that one article alone is worth reading. It's 16 pages, and I actually think it's my best post. Ever. You can also donate through the PayPal link there at uh, olderbrother.com slash donate. You get nothing for that. Uh, I know a lot of you don't like Patreon. And then more importantly, I think this is the way if you'd really like to help out, because it doesn't cost you anything more, is to do all your shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. Go to olderbrother.com slash donate. There's a link there to Amazon. You click on that every time you do your online shopping, and I get a 6 to 7% cut in commission on all your purchases. So if you really want to help out the old Capmeister, uh, you can do that there. Run Guts, Pull Cones, another book by Adam Piggott. We have assholeconsulting.com. I know I have all the books out there, and we help you out here and on the Older Brother podcast with advice in general. But if you had a specific situation and want to take on it, it is definitely worth dropping $35, $45, even $100, depending on the severity and the importance and the consequences of that decision, to run it past me first. I nothing hurts me more. Okay, a lot of things hurt me more, but it kind of hurts a little bit when someone comes up to me and like, oh, this is a common one. Oh, uh, so I got a semester left and I got myself I, I I stupid, they know I stupidly majored in philosophy. So I got a semester left. Should I just finish it? It's like fuck what what do you do waiting until it's like the eighth inning? Why are you waiting till now? Damn well, half my damn books you should be reading out of high school. This is why I'm targeting Gen Z as well. But guys, don't I, I really almost every major decision you have, toss a couple bucks Cappy's way to make sure the bullshit your parents and your teachers and your guidance counselors have fed you is bullshit or the truth. All right. There's there's no reason to end up like the other millennials, uh, debt ridden. Pissed off, angry, fat, catted up, and who knows, got tetanus or, or herpes or so. I don't know, whatever, whatever the common diseases are now. Uh, run it past me first, guys. Go to assholeconsulting.com and make sure your life is pointing in the right direction. Uh, we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, including Masculine Geek. Check out MasculineGeek.com. Those Yahoos, I've podcasted with them before, and they've actually <clears throat> come into their own. They've gotten some really good – they're starting to gel Perfect well call. and produce some really good – Masculine Geek. You'd like him. You've Masculine hung out with him before, like TJ Martinell. Masculine Geek, yep. Martinell's uh, on that? Rob of Rob. God, let me fucking finish. Ah, uh, RobSays.com. He's uh, he's one of the guys there. Uh, Vincent Malone, he's another guy. And then TJ Martinell at TJMartinell.com. You'd like that. Tune into him. So that's what TJ's doing now? How How old is that? Oh, that's only they're on their tenth or eleventh episode. TJ okay. does a ton of other stuff. He he's got his own website, tjmartinell.com, and right. he's a real journalist and he's an author. So he he's busy. 
Uh, and those other guys have other stuff going on, but it's a really good Rob. God almighty. I think it's episode 10 and he wasn't even drunk. He was just on fire, but he just started ripping into me because Bob is five foot four and he's got Southern draw. And I'm like that Aaron Clary, some bitch, you know, he, he think he's short. He five, nine, that tall, that tall, <laughs> he, he average height. You want to talk about short. I'm five foot four. Fuck that fucker. And he's a friend of mine, but I like it when he curses and hates me. <laughs> um, but yeah, he just went into this tirade about how I'm a tall guy. And he's like, Oh, boo fucking who I'm five, nine. And I guess there's always somebody shorter, right? There is, there is, but, uh, those guys mix well. You got TJ very deep and philosophical and young and almost prepubescent. Rob <laughs> is angry and and just just rage and uh, old pissed off man. And then Vincent is very very more cerebral and calm. It, it's a good trifecta. Uh, 405 mediacom Check that out. It's a podcast station with a bunch of different podcasts. If you get sick and tired of listening to this one, Financial Survival Network with Kerry Lutz. If you're worried about Things like currency, central banking, finance, economics, inflation, uh, investments. Uh, do tune in to Kerry Lutz, FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. Good guy. Silvio Canto at Canto Talk. His last name is spelled C-A-N-T-O. Silvio Canto. You can not, find him on blogtalkradio.com. Not the no, Norse not origin Kunta. Kunta. No. No. O'Shea Jackson on YouTube. You guys all know him. Economic Invincibility on YouTube as well. Uh, Jim Fear, 138.blogspot.com. How is his last name spelled? That's an awesome name. Jim Fear. Jim Fear. It's like I'm John Jim Steele. Fear. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Jim had a, he has seizures and uh, huh. he broke a vertebrae in his last seizure. He, he does the audio books for my books. Yeah, I feel real bad for him. So if you guys ever need an audiologist or a, a narrator, uh, contact him. He's real good. That is assuming his health is in order. I haven't talked to him in a while. Uh, small scale life with our good friend and fellow colleague, world-class bullshitters, uh, entrepreneurs in cars with Rich Cooper over on YouTube and non-communist science fiction.com. You go to non-communist science fiction.com and has the website of author Michael Kingswood, where he writes predominantly science fiction, but he's got short stories, long stories, stories that climb on rocks, every type of story you could possibly imagine. The specialty is science fiction that is not communistic. And then safetyphd.com with our good friend, Dr. David Perodin. Go there. And it's, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I know this is a scare tactic. But if you don't want your kids to get kidnapped or raped or murdered, go, go to Safety PhD. He's got some really good – he works with the schools to keep kids safe. And he has all the math and statistics and really, truly effective measures that will keep you safe in general, but his specialty is children. So if you have kids and you want them not to get kidnapped or raped or, or, you know, buried in a swamp. Yeah. Go to safetyphd.com. Maybe, you know, throw a little bit of your time there instead of listening to me and DT just bitch and whine about millennials. Seeing as how I have two kids, I might have to check that out. You, uh, it's good. It's good. I'd love to have him on, uh, but he's a real professor, uh, safety PhD, doctor, scientist guy. Um, well, he so used he to be is, on. He uh, was on the older brother for a while. He was until that took a shit because there were too many cooks in the <laughs> kitchen and people talking over one another. <laughs> Nick Shulander, $1.99. Um, he worked with Seth Himes, I find out. Uh, Seth Himes at InDemandCareer.com. No, wait a uh, minute. So wait hmm. a minute. What, what? His at $1.99? What's that? $1.99 is a super chat. 
How oh, much whiskey have you been you're, drinking there, DT? I thought you were talking about another website because I'm like, yeah, I saw Nick Shulander donated a dollar ninety nine, and if he's got a website yep. called a dollar ninety nine, huh? No, interesting. He's so you just made uh, the transition. You just went straight to the super chats. Yeah, okay. Went straight to the super chats here because we got to get. I didn't want him to get too far delayed because you know how that happens is if if I don't get him on now we don't see him ever. Yep. Uh, he asks you a question here, DT. How's the rat race, DT? The rat race working. He's he's referring to right. The W I've, word. I, yes. Yes. I've told my supervisor that I am moving, so the rat race is kind of <laughs> easy now. I guess there's no rat race. I kind of. I peeled off. I, I went, I'm not a part of this anymore. And so I'm hanging on just to hang on, I guess, until we move. So it's cool. it's uh, working. God damn. Especially working in government. I mean, it is as bad as you think it is. And it's worse. Like, I'm the most cynical. Would you say I'm one of the more cynical people you know? What do you think, Clary? Mm, yes, but not as much as you'd think. I think you're relatively optimistic. Really? Uh, because you're happy with your kids and your family. You're moving to South Dakota and things like that. And yeah, you make I... choices to live life. You're you're on the you're on the cynical side, yes, but you're not a Nietzschean dark uh, nihilist. Uh, wow, that's, that's uh, as much amazing. as you'd like to think. Seeing as how I'm I've filling, seen people... filling my head with Nietzsche as yeah, yeah. Sometimes I read Nietzsche at work and get paid for it. I mean, that hey. happens quite often. Because I've got nothing to do. So I'm like, well, I might as well break out the Nietzsche and read that a little bit at the end of the day here. And is get there paid a guilt room you can go to for having a penis and being of the white race? Is, the, is <laughs> there a room? room? The shame no. room or the guilt room? No, no there's no. no, there's, there's the, uh, the, uh, um, um, uh, breast pumping room. I guess there's a breast pumping room, but there is no guilt room. No, it's, it's called room. taking a walk. I'll take a walk yeah. and, uh, think about things and, uh, a yeah. breast pumping room. How about you raise your fucking kids, ladies? How about <laughs> fucking that? How's it's that? Amazing. I feel so I feel so bad. It's like, why are you doing this? Why your kids, your babies? I mean, they're only going to be babies for a certain amount of time. I know I was a stay-at-home dad. You gotta fucking just I mean, somebody should be enjoying this. You shouldn't be paying somebody to enjoy raising your kids, your babies. I you shouldn't I be paying for it. You should be enjoying that yourself. And it's just sad. It's just like, why are you doing this? And it's because they're in debt. How, how's this for? Yeah. How's this for irony? The millennials would absolutely trip over themselves to vote in pumping rooms and women in the workplace and da da da. But then they blame their parents, which they have every right to do, for how fucked up they are. Yes. Not realizing that's exactly what their parents did. Their moms went off to work. They divorced their dads. Yeah. If there was a dad around in the first, I mean, they they can't wait to destroy the nuclear family, and then they blame their broken family for all their fuck ups. It's like, can right. you connect this at all? Can right, you connect exactly. it at all? Yeah, they don't learn they from they don't learn from the mistakes of their parents. And that's that's the whole point. That's the whole point of rebelling against your parents is that you rebel against the things that they've done wrong. Now the boomers rebelled against the World War II generation. And, yeah, they started rebelled against their parents doing everything right, like saving the country and saving the world and restoring the economy and all those kinds of things. So they they rebelled against that. But you should be rebelling against what your parents have have got wrong. Have fucked up. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. they don't. <laughs> 
Karen, why don't you have children? When are you going to get married? Never mind. Bye. <laughs> Holy saw, crap. I saw what happened there. <laughs> Holy crap. What? Stop the presses. Well, we got what? another super chat too, but somebody just gave 10 bucks. Oh, that's awesome. Gave... All right. That'll buy me my uh, my food for today. Uh, 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 Mellowman001 uh, for five Canadian dollars. How important is the relationship with a prospective mother-in-law? Oh, this is a good question. Yeah. How me, often actually. does the wife turn out to be like the mother-in-law? DT, I'm very curious. I have very different opinion on this, but you go ahead. Okay, I might get in trouble because <laughs> because when we do these little chats, these little chats, these little podcasts mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. at the hunker bunker here at DT's stronghold, uh, mm -hmm. Mrs. DT and DT will get in, up in the morning and brew a nice cup of you know nice uh, thing of coffee and we'll sit yeah. there and we'll enjoy podcasts mm, in the morning the coffee's That's, good yeah mm, the coffee's good exactly and uh this is this is a sensitive topic i would say with the really stuff yes okay here's well, the you deal. don't have to answer it i don't want to i don't want to get you in trouble i mean you know i love mrs dt i, I don't want to cause a riff or anything like that the mother-in-law is going to be what your wife is I'll just okay. rip off. I'll rip off the fucking bandaid. Okay. <laughs> I'll just rip it right the fuck really? off. Really? Okay. Yes. That. I mean, it's very. I think it's. Um. Mrs. DT's great, right? She's she's awesome. Yeah. But she's better than you. That's why I call her yeah, at the time. Say, me. hey, you guys want to come yeah. to Vegas? Because I'm not going to ask you. You. Know, yeah. uh, well, I didn't leave the house. I don't know where St. Paul Park <laughs> is. Well, no, where's St. No. Paul? No, I'm a homebody. But anyway, um it's just i mean when your parents raise you it's just so hard to get past how i mean just kind of your family culture and mm -hmm. if you if you're well one there's good things right you look at the the mother-in-law and if she looks pretty good if she's like not fat and stuff like that okay your mm -hmm. your prospective wife is not going to get fat that's that's sort of one that's like the good way of looking at it. If you're dating some chick. That's the genetic. Her, I was thinking this would be more like personality. And that's what I'm getting to. So, oh, okay. so that's kind of, that's sort of the good way of looking at it. I mean, if you look at your mother-in-law and it's like, yeah, she, she looks pretty good for an old lady. Okay. Then, then your, your lady is going to look pretty good as an old lady. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now the personality side, it does rub off and it's very difficult to overcome that i would say and so if you're if you look at your mother-in-law and she kind of wears the pants and she kind of nags the husband or whatever mm -hmm. if she kind of nags your future father-in-law that's going to be something you have to deal with and you're gonna you're just gonna have to prepare i see i didn't know this i didn't know this shit but that's just something mm -hmm. you're you're gonna have to deal with in your marriage and okay. um just be prepared for that it doesn't mean it's not a deal breaker i wouldn't say for sure because mrs dt is great right right but if there is that kind of thing going on i mean there are there are things with mrs dt there are things where i'm like man that's my mother-in-law right there <laughs> and if i had <laughs> it's like you just have to be prepared you, you have to ask that question you know is that what i want do i want to deal with that and that's wisdom right there that most guys don't know that most guys don't know that that's kind of the truth, but that's been my anecdotal experience. And uh, maybe it's different for other people. Maybe some women re completely reject what 
kind of relationship their their father and mother had but it it makes sense you know what you grow up with that that's seen as normal that's seen as just kind of how the mom and dad relate to each other and so that's going to be how it's going to kind of naturally um reset to in your own relationship with that with that person so i uh there are times where it's like man i did not it's like i did i didn't marry your mom you know, I did. I married oh, you. I've had, to use that, I've had to use that phrase, not that, but I've had to use a similar phrase. Uh, where I'm like, I, I won't mention the woman. Let's say the mother-in-law's name is Amy, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll have to say, okay, whatever, Amy. Right. You know, like, I'm sorry, are you Amy? Because <laughs> I right, didn't date I, Amy, and I've had to do that too. You know, I've had I've had to mm-hmm. say that, and it's sort of a it's like a burn. It's like ooh, burn, you know, type yeah. of thing. No, you gotta, but you it gotta takes, be... I mean, marriage is fucking work and you don't know when you're young and starry eyed and hopeful in the future, you're like, oh, this is the one and this is the one who I was meant to be with and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And that's not the reality. You are two different people. You're going to annoy each other. You're going to piss each other off. You're, but if you're a team and you're kind of united to basically kick ass in life, you're going to succeed. So yeah, um, that's I would say that's uh, the more important thing to look for. But I I have a completely different approach to this, but I'm I'm absolutely convinced uh, I'm 100 percent correct. And this I won't lie, this comes from my independent streak, my ability to disassociate blood from water, uh, and also my not so much hatred for baby boomers, um, but my complete and utter contempt and disrespect for them. Okay. Uh, in the olden days, you'd respect your elders and, you know, including your mother-in-law or father-in-law and all like that. But, uh, I it's, it's, yes, they do. The, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. My approach is, well, then you pick up the apple and you move it away from the tree. Yes. And, uh, I am of pick, the belief in the you philosophy pick the worms I'm, out of it. There you will pick be the wor- yeah. <laughs> no, it's, 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 you're not the tree. You're an apple. Admittedly, yes. you are genetically re- related to the tree. You have come from the tree. But if we're going to have our own seeds or grow our own tree, we got to move you away from this tree and yep. find our own patch of sun and, and some good soil and stuff like that. Right. Um, That's a good so, analogy. That's a great right. analogy. My, my, it takes work. Yeah. My, my philosophy is one where there's disagreement. Rich Cooper disagrees with me, some other people. And that is the question of can you train your wife or your girlfriend? And not in totality, can you, but it is without a doubt that you can influence them. And oh, every course. woman has to be, has to be tamed, uh, the taming of the shrew. There's an element or level of that no matter what. Some are very compliant. They want to help you, but there's still a little bit of, I hate to say training, but um, uh, uh, influencing you have to do. Uh, so others are like a McClintock tra- taming of the shrew, where it, Mrs. McClintock and she is, an unacceptable shrill uh, where you got to go and actually spank her, which is what ends up happening in the end of the movie McClintock. And so no matter what woman I've dated for the most part, uh, I didn't care about the mother-in-law or the mother or the parents. Uh, I've told parents of girls I was dating to shut the fuck up and fuck off. I've told girlfriends in the past that like, you got to leave your folks. I don't give a shit what your folks say. Um, they are truly inconsequential to me. Um, sometimes it's unfair to the girl because 
if if you tell somebody's parent to fuck off, well, now you're causing trouble back at home. But what I've seen more often than not is parents not physically abusing their kids, but using their adult children, treating their kids like shit, abusing that blood is thicker than water, uh, treating right. their children very unfairly. And if I love the girl, I'm like, that's unacceptable. That's not right. going to happen. Not while I'm around. And so it's very simply, no, you know, I, I don't visit the mother-in-law. I don't care. I mean, yeah, go to whatever you want. And then anytime it's like that guy, do you have spare change? Do you speak English? Yes. Fuck off. I mean, it's a very clear because you've seen not just mothers, but <clears throat> fathers food, but a lot of times mothers will do this. They'll use the fact that they're their children, the mother child bond to guilt trip their children into doing things they yes. want. You, you and me make, as a yeah. non-related third part, me, I, I come in, 100%. I just tell them the one word, no one's one word right. they've never heard. No. Right. And it's like, what are you going to do? You're an old lady. I dare what you have no control over me. I have all the money in the world. I don't even rely on my own parents, let alone you. You treat my, my love like shit or unfairly, or you want me to do this. No, fuck off. And then just the, the eyes. I wish I could take, you think Ocasio-Cortez has big eyes. You should have seen some of these mothers when I've said, no, I didn't say fuck off a couple of times. Like, no, we're not going to do that. And yeah. Because they're used to everyone bowing down before them and have some, you know, some insolent guy like, no, you got no power over me. Now have a couple shut the fuck up. I'm taking your daughter. I'm going to do this. Um, well, yeah, yeah it's I called don't think cutting the cord. It's cut, cutting the cord. You have to cut. If you're going to build a life with somebody else, you have to cut the cord. And fortunately, mm -hmm. in Mrs. DT and my relationship and our marriage, that, you know, that definitely happened. And, you know, now mm -hmm. we're moving to South Dakota and leaving family behind. And you have to, you, you are building your own family. That's a, when you get married. Yep. It, it, you don't get married. If you don't plan on having kids, there's no fucking reason to get married unless you're having kids. None. Nope. Zero. Nope. Absolutely. Nada. Um, nothing. But if you're, to, if you want to build a family. Guys, yeah. Go ahead. To answer the guy's question, though, how important is the relationship with a prospective mother-in-law? I would say not important at all, but you need to be willing to stand that ground. And yep. sometimes the mother-in-laws can be not, you know, there's certainly nice ladies out there. There's no, you know, it, it, it's not vital. I, I, I truly don't think family is, as, as DT says, you need to cut the cord. And then how often does the wife turn out to be like the mother-in-law? She 100% turns out to be at least somewhat like, yes. there's going to be obviously some re relationship there. To the level that happens is another issue, right? Uh, but I, I would, I would reiterate again, as if you're going to have a ball sack and tell people no, and to tell your your prospective wife there, no, we're doing it this way, and you're not answering to your mother anymore. You're answering to me and us. We are the number one things in our life now. This doesn't mean you can't love your mom or go visit or whatever, but she does not run our life. If that's happening and your girlfriend or fiance or whatever is not on board with that, you're not, you're not marrying. You're not, you're not dating. It's over. It's done. No, you're not building your own family. You're just marrying right. into some already established family and your entire right. life. You're going to feel second rate. You're going to feel like you're not in control. You're going to feel like you don't have any say in your own decisions because there's mm -hmm. this uh, inertia of the previous family that controls everything. 
And that's not a way to live mm-hmm. unless you want to just give up and become a Kennedy or something. I mean, that's the, yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Another thing is women are always looking to be kind of saved like the damsel in distress on some level. And I've never had it backfire on me where I've told the family, no, told the family to fuck off. And I told the girl, like, we are together. We are doing this because a lot of times they've been taken advantage of or abused by their parents. And so you come in and you're like, no, we're not doing that. And fuck off. It, it, they may get pissed. It may cause trouble back at home, but they damn well respect you. And they will be turned on nine out of 10 times. Like, Holy shit, you did something that no one in my family did. And that has told my mom, no. Oh my right. God. And now I'm free. Now I'm free to do it. So there right. it's it's just like anything else that takes courage. Yeah, there's gonna be blowback, but so fucking what? You gotta set the foundation right. If you don't if you don't build that foundation right, it's just you're building a house on sand. Yeah. It's not gonna work. You have se- you have you have sex with her daughter. You don't have a threesome with her and her mom, unless right. her mom's like really super hot and like right. you know like she's nineteen and she's her mom's forty or so. Then all right, but otherwise, yeah, <laughs> that that the mother in law is not part of the relationship. She no. she is she is God, especially with baby boomer and and Gen X mother in laws. I would be like, you really got to be the the man of the family there. Like your your opinion does not matter I mean, you're like you're not in charge anymore right. you go fuck off and go over there and fuck off some more and then go fuck up some more after that it, it really is that that would almost be my i've not i've not i've, I've had very, the minority of instances have mother-in-laws or women of the uh, mothers of the women i've dated rarely have they been good very rarely well, that's why they all, all these rituals are they so just, important, like uh, taking the the guy's name and the father giving away mm-hmm. the bride. I mean, all these rituals mm-hmm. mean something. And even the ritual of uh, asking basically for permission or like, do you consent to me asking um, your daughter to marry daughter. me? I mean, all of that, all of those things are important. And what it all is about is that, and I've got two daughters you are entrusting the safety, security, future health, everything to this guy and he's got to earn it. Mm-hmm. And there's way too much nowadays where people just accept, uh, expect to be accepted into a family. Mm-hmm. No, you've got to fucking earn it. And once you earn it, then, then, then yeah, you call your own shots. Yeah. I'm making the decisions and I hope, I hope that there's some, a strong man that wants to um, marry my kids and I can basically say, yes, they are your responsibility now. If something bad happens, it's your fucking fault. It's not my fault anymore. <laughs> it's your fucking fault. And you are going to be held responsible for the safety, security, health, well-being, prosperity of what is most important to me, my kids mm-hmm. and my progeny and the, the kids that come after my kids. And and that's why all these rituals are important. And yeah, so anyway, that that I think I, uh, there's one drawback. There's one there's one problem um, where you go and ask for the father's permission. Okay. Uh, no one knows who the father is. The father's not around. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> or if he is, he's typically a cuck pussy. So I, I really, I mean, I don't. The parents again. I have such hatred for the baby boomers. I really don't give a shit what the parents think. Well, I really don't. That tradition has become kind of like 
a box to be checked. I would say you got to yeah. do it just because you got to do it. But in the end, it doesn't mean shit that unfortunately that's the way that it's become now because fathers are so kind of useless and mm. you know, she calls me daddy now. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, Arcady. Arcady says, guys, what do you say to all the women for $10? Uh, 10 bucks. Guys, what do you say to all this women who blame us for jacking up costs of living and forcing them to work extra long hours instead of spending more time with their children? Holy um, fucking shit. This is completely uh, 180 degrees out of phase. This. Yeah, go say. ahead. Field it. Not- go ahead. That's they are basically when they're blaming guys for jacking up the cost of living, they are looking into a mirror and they're pointing right back, back at themselves. My grandmother, who is now nine, 90, 90, 91. Well, my grandmother, I just took off for her 90th birthday, so she's 90. Um, Sweet. she's a blue dog Democrat. She, I can't convince her that the, the left is now something that her husband was fighting against when he was a sure. waste gunner on a B 17 bomber. I can't convince her that, that the left is evil. The Democrats are evil. She often says what caused the downfall of the United States of America was women going to work. And this is a Democrat saying this, a lifelong Democrat. Wow. And, and, so what, I mean, just, just thinking logically and reasonably and economically, I'm sure Clary will back me up on this. When you double the workforce, when all of a sudden women start working, uh, inflation happens or, or deflation of wages happen. And so it's entirely 100% the woman's fault for choosing to, to not raise the kids and instead go into the workforce and become men that has caused these uh, working extra long hours and all that kind of shit. It's their choice. And that, and with this uh, economic downturn, the quote, great recession that happened, I saw this as a golden opportunity for, for a parent to stay home and actually raise a child and be able to do it on one income. And instead everything was inflated up again and we have the same fucking problem again. And and I don't know who's at fault for that, but uh, it's definitely not men. It is it is not men, um, but you're you're economically off. Uh, I'll tell you the economic machinations of what happens. Well, you're you're kind of right, but that's not what happens in the economy. I'll I'll try and explain it here. Okay. Uh, because you've left out a major, major aspect. Women merely entering the workforce would te- technically be a wash. Because what would happen is women would enter the workforce, they'd make more money. With increased incomes, that would drive the market price of rents, living costs, oh. everything else up because there's more. Now, at the same time, though, if women work in productive fields and not okay. bullshit make work government project, project jobs, There'd be more goods produced, you know. So if women were engineers, accountants, farmers, agriculture, whatever, there'd be more stuff produced. But they typically don't. They become teachers or some other things. So they do earn extra money that partially offsets uh, or that increases demand for goods and services. That increase in demand is partially offset by an increase of supply because some women do work real jobs. But since they don't, most, uh, not most, but I'd say half don't, uh, there's an efficiency loss. So there's not a doubling of the amount being stuff, uh, stuff being produced uh, because half of it is 
bullshit make work crap. So there oh, is oh. A, an increased cost. Yes. So when women were actually working to make munitions and tanks yeah. and shit like that, that was actually useful and productive to win World War II, it all right. worked. But when all well, the boys because, came, all the all the boys came home, and they still wanted to work, and they went into non-productive fields, correct. then the net was a negative. So you have increased wages with increased purchasing power, which causes increased demand for everything. Yes. But since they didn't all go into productive things that would create an equal amount of stuff, therefore supply, yes, being produced, which would then lower prices. You have <clears throat> rents go up, housing go up, cost of cars go up. I mean, everything. This is very, very generally economic. And this is over the course of decades of time because it wasn't like the World War II generation when I'm like, bitch, I'm going to work. You know, this is this is crescendoed over the course of the baby boomer generation, yes. now our generation. So there is that. Uh, so that is the economic explanation why at least in part cost of living have gone up. The real reason cost of living has gone up is because who do women vote for? Democrats. They vote for the Democrats, which increases taxes, <clears throat> increases spending, increases regulation, uh, which means you got to work more, which with your heck, even regulation alone, you, you know, a lot of reasons why uh, San Francisco is so expensive is because of regulation, not necessarily because of supply and demand, but oh, you have to, when they take down a house, I think, 80% of the house has to be recycled. All these extra costs, zoning. Did you hear? Oh, and by the way. interrupt for a second. Yes. Interrupt for a second. China is not taking our recycled material anymore. Yeah. Well, too bad. So that's um, all That's all done. Anyway, uh, when you vote in the government to become basically a 40% partner in your family's existence, yes, <laughs> then, then prices do go up. Yes. You you jacked up all these taxes so now we can pay for daycare and government programs. And yes, ladies, you have to work more. And yes, that drives up costs. And yes, your regulations drive up costs. Uh, they, again, like the millennials who don't make the, they hate the nuclear family, but then blame the lack of a nuclear family for their lot in life. Same thing with women. They vote in socialism and then they bitch and whine why, why there's not enough production and why everything's so expensive. So they um, vote, they vote so to, for a to, higher overhead rate. They vote for a higher overhead rate and then go, what the fuck? Why is the overhead rate so Why high? is everything more expensive? Right. You know, they, they vote to create make work government jobs that don't have any production on the other end and, right. and, then, and then pay themselves. So then yeah. the, the cost, the nominal cost of housing, tuition, you could even look at investments. The S&P 500 has gone up in price, but I don't think most people look at that as a price. Um, yeah, that's what happens. That's why things are expensive. Yep. Uh, and it's not just women to blame. I mean, other people vote for socialism and other other factors are going into it. But in general, you know, that's what I would say to the women that you blame men. It's like, why don't you go produce something of value? Why don't you actually go become a carpenter, increase the supply of housing, and that will lower the price of housing? No, you want to be some assistant reserve deputy vice diversity assistant counselor. That produces jack all fucking shit, but we still got to print off more money. So you got your fucking salary. So you could go buy shit, drive up the costs of everything else. Yet that's that's where uh, women would disproportionately be to be blamed for the higher cost of expenditure. Can you imagine? I mean, think of the equation of a make work bullshit job that women have, right? Mm -hmm. Rather than creating and building new people, their children. 
into productive, yeah. law-abiding, good people. What what mm-hmm. is the what what is the greater life achievement? Having some fucking title on a worthless job, dude. You you got to read my post. Great kids. You got to read my post. Then you'd love my article from yesterday. Yeah. Uh, they they are conditioned and programmed from from the age of four, basically, and by their parents and by everybody. They are programmed to put their career and education first. This is so painfully obvious. Women may, on a genetic level, want to have children, but on a conscious action decision based level, they don't. They actually believe working and paying taxes and going into debt and going to school, wasting four to six years of their life on bullshit. Uh, they think that's the most important thing in life. But here's the and that, they've been part. conditioned. They've been conditioned. I know what's more important would be to either have a real career that actually produces valuable goods and services that people yes. willingly pay for. They're not forced to tax to to pay for some Tilly Magoo's uh, um, uh, special ed teacher bullshit career. Uh, and and having a kid, you know, raising family and love that that'd be more important. They don't want that. They want their Prada shoes. They want to watch their fucking Captain Marvel shows. They want to <laughs> drink their wine and live the uh, Sex in the City lifestyle. And that's that's the choice they've made. So, but econo- there are economic consequences. Consequently, when you're taking daddy's money, like all these gals who write for these websites, like Exo Jane, Condé Nast, Boldy, um, the Huffington Post. Uh, here's a here's a it's a microcosm, but I'll you do this over the course of 300 million people, you can see where costs start to be affected. Here's Tilly Magoo. She works for Huffington Post. She she doesn't really get paid. So daddy's got to spend money. Where does she have to live? She has to live in New York City. What does that do to rents in New York City? Mm-hmm. Drives them up. Did she produce anything of value to improve the lives of New York citizens like deliver sandwiches, Uber, uh, sweep the streets, be an accountant in the city of New York? No, she writes mm-hmm. bullshit. On a website, which is really not GDP, dad's money floods the market or husband's money. I've seen that happen too. And it drives up rents. That's why things are so, you know, why is college so expensive? Well, if you guys stop borrowing fucking $100 billion a year and $100 billion with your parents' money coming in and $100 billion in tuition assistance and another $100 billion in, uh, in state or whatever, maybe tuition prices will go down, but people just, they, they ain't got the brains to have that basic level of economics. And your kids end up you know, hating you. you <laughs> and your kids end up hating you. Yeah. Your kids had, don't worry. Nursing home's going to be really cheap. Yeah. The nursing home's going to be really cheap. The sick part of this whole equation is that with affirmative action and all that, it's, it's, and then that's why I was a stay-at-home dad because you 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 put in the equation and you're like, okay, I'm a white male, I will never get ahead because I'm a white male because not in government, it, yeah, not in government, not in government, not in the field that I chose to go into, and that was a choice. I mean, that was a I I fully accept that choice. That was a fucking mistake, and 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 so you do the equation and you're like, okay, I need to stay home and, and do this job. And, and that's, that's the choice men have to make is that, okay, you, you've, you've married well, you've got a productive wife, she's got her shit together. You're not taking on debts or whatever. Who's going to raise the kid? How is society set up today? Is society set up to reward the hardworking white male or is society set up to reward females. And so you just, you have to do the equation and it forces, 
people to do what they're not really quote designed to do, but you've got to step right. up and do it. The, the reality is reality and you've got to respond to reality the way that the, the table has been set, the way that the rules have been set. And fortunately, uh, Mrs. DT and I, from the start, we said, somebody stand home with the kids, period. And my, my right. wife, who is not, I mean, I'm sure affirmative action plays into it a little bit, but she kicks ass and she's really good at what she does. And so it's like affirmative action plus, you know, it's like a no brainer for people, for her to advance oh, yeah. in her career. Uh, if, if, but if me, gonna... I'm really smart. I was top of my class. I'm really fucking good at what I do. And, and it doesn't matter because that is not value. Wrong place, so, wrong time. You have to su- swallow your fucking pride and do what's right for your family, period. Well, here, Erica uh, Williams from Erica's Classy Climb. You can check her out on YouTube. Um, she For $10, stay-at-home moms went up 13% in the last 10 years because for- folks can't afford the cost of daycare. Good. Uh, plus, if you don't work, you have to work with a husband on a budget and let him have ex- the executive vote. Um, yeah, it's gotten so – I think they came out with a study. And inevitably, you know what the you know what the solution to high oil prices is or high tuition prices is? You know what the solution is? The solution is to cut back on demand. No, <laughs> no, that high prices. It will right. inevitably, yeah. it will inevitably check itself. And this it was about 10 demand. years ago. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people are gonna say it's not worth it anymore. And I remember about 10 years ago, they came out with a study where I think it was like half the women that uh well you can't say women half the parents who paid for their children's daycare half the time if the woman didn't have her shitty ass job it would have been cheaper if she just stayed at home and raised her kids in other words if if they were paying twice like she after you did taxes and commute and everything else if you just stayed the fuck at home and raised your own goddamn kids right because daycare got so expensive and now erica brings up a great point stay-at-home moms went up 13 percent in the last 10 years because four folks can't aff- i think she said went oh stay-at-home moms yeah women are staying at home more because they can't afford the cost of daycare right and you know it, like yeah it the, the real issue is and this is where you have to have a little bit of pride in yourself there dt is Somebody has to realize and say, I'm not going to go and be the careerist, at least until my kids are out of the house. I'm going right. to stay at home. I'm the one that's going to forfeit. And sometimes it makes sense that the the man stay at home, like Stefan Mullen, who it makes sense because of his work type and his, his wife is the, the professional. In my case, I'd, I'd obviously be the candidate to be the stay-at-home dad because the GF has a real job. You too, because your wife, your wife just kicks ass and takes names, man. Period. Yeah. And Um, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the public sector. I'm in government work and you are not going to get rewarded if you're a white male, period. Right. And so you look at it. Yeah. And so you ever see, uh, dirty rotten scoundrels. Yes. Oklahoma, 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 Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. So (laughs) he's, he's meeting, um, Michael Caine on the train. He's like, you know, look, we've taken women's stuff long enough. We die from more heart attacks, more strokes, more prostate cancer. He says, I think it's time for a change. I think <laughs> it's time that we live off of them for a while. Right. And if corporate America and government and every major institution and media is going to champion women over men, I am perfect. It's one of two things is going to happen, or maybe both, a combination of both. One, men are going to go entrepreneurial. 
the really good, talented men are going to go entrepreneurial because they say, well, I got all this talent, but the fuck if I'm going to go work at, you know, uh, a, a fortune 500 company or Ernst and young, or, um, what's the other one that's virtue signaling. Um, you have to sell your you soul. Have, I mean, you have right, to actually, you gotta, it's like Faust. It's like you have to, in your own blood, sign your name on this bullshit and subscribe right. to it and ascribe to it to get ahead. And it's just, it's soul crushing. Right. So I think a lot of the smarter men <clears throat> and women, women, you know, they're, they're going to be smart too. They're going to say, I don't care if I got an advantage. I'm not going to sit there and you're going to require I get an MBA and then a PMI and this certification, all this other stuff. I'm not doing that. The smart young people are going to go entrepreneurial. Yep. The other group of men, uh, they may not want to go out, but I think they'll be stay-at-home dads. It's like, hey, sweetheart, you have fun at the office. Nope, you go get your MBA. You go commute. And, and to a certain extent, <clears throat> not to get too personal, but that's kind of what happens with me in the GF. She's got a 45-minute commute one way. Right. What do I do until 10 a.m., DT? <laughs> right. <laughs> you drink some coffee. I sleep. You stretch coffee. We're getting old. Get you got to stretch. In bed. You got to crack yeah, your stretch. spine. You got to wake up, and crack your spine. My leg. Yeah. Right. Right. But it, it, this is what the women wanted. And this is what the women are going to get. And if women want to have corporate America, they yeah. want to be leaders. They want to, they want to lead the, by God, almighty ladies, please go ahead. Because I think it would be very good to have kind of a sex role reversal where the men stay at home and take care of the kids and realize, holy shit, you know, yeah, it's a job, but this isn't what Oprah made it sound like, like you're birthing out a cactus and the needles are puncturing your vaginal cavity the entire, this is not that hard. Like I oh, got to kick here, Okay. Up. Here's what? the guy. I've actually experienced it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So compared to engineering, being a stay at home dad is a harder job, period. It's harder. Imagine, is it? okay. Yes. Imagine having a, having a boss where you do everything, you move the world, you're at their beck and call, you just do everything possible for them, and there's never a mm -hmm. thank you. Okay, that that's the best way to describe it. Raising mm -hmm. another human being, as it should be, if you do it right anyway, is a very difficult job. It's a lot harder than engineering. Engineering is fucking easy. There are rules in engineering. A plus B equals C. With other human beings that aren't you, you need to be a little bit more flexible. You need to be a little bit more, eh, you know, okay, I'll work. The, the rules work on this human being this way, and the rules work on this other human being this way, and you need to be able to adjust and swallow your pride and throw away certain rules and adopt other rules for the betterment of that other person to try to raise them as a, uh, as adjusted and ready for reality as possible. So uh, I've always said that being a stay-at-home dad is the hardest job I ever did, but it's also the most rewarding job I've ever, I've ever done. It's the best and the worst. And if you get into it, that's what it is. That's why women are always, oh my God, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I just need to get away. I need to go hang out with my girls, blah, 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 blah. It is the best and the worst thing you'll ever do. And you just have to accept that. And that's the reality of it. Okay. Period. So it's a lot better than fucking designing whatever you're fucking designing. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but DT, what if she's a strong, powerful, independent woman, don't need no man fish bicycle with her master's in social work? And she'd get a part-time job working down at the county, helping spread literature 
to prevent minorities from being oppressed. Isn't that going to be more rewarding than seeing your kids grow up? Not at all. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's like it's the Nietzschean thing that the more difficult something is, the more rewarding it is. I mean, the more struggle there is, I, that which does not kills me, kill me, make, makes me stronger. The more, I, the I more just, struggle I just there is, it. the more rewarding it is. It's a greater accomplishment than fucking designing a bridge. Who cares? I, I just think a bridge is off way. of the greater work of other people. All of science is off of greater people. You're building on the, you're building on, uh, you're standing on the shoulders of much greater people to do whatever little fucking thing that you're doing today. And, but if you're taking a person that's like fresh and just like this, just this, like this blank slate, and you're able to build that person into somebody that is well adjusted and good and loving and funny and you know all those kinds of things just a, a wonderful person that you want to be around what an accomplishment is that and somehow this society has convinced women that dressing up as a man and sitting in a fucking cube is more rewarding than having a person that looks at you and you're able to joke with them and watch a movie and laugh and whatever i mean what a sick joke that this society has played on women and men and, that's, and everybody. And, and that's why I enjoy you. You absolutely need to read that article then because <laughs> okay. you're, you're gonna, you're gonna have a boner uh, by the end of it. It's that good. <laughs> a boner. Uh, it, yeah. Okay. A, a I'll, tell, I'll tell Mrs. DT. I'll tell Mrs. A DT. philosophy boner. You're going to have a okay. philosophy boner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it, you look at it. It's just, it's just common sense. Do you want to commute and go work? with a bunch of people and look at spreadsheets all day, or would you rather hang out with little humans that are related to you and love you? Right. That's I it's, it's so what, what's, what really is noteworthy. What really has to be mentioned where you just have to bow down and tip your hat is how successful the left has become in convincing women and men that work was better than being at home uh, so and spending time with you. It's just amazing. It's Truly the biggest amazing. scam. It's the biggest scam of all time. I mean, that's the biggest scam of is. our species. It's the, I mean, we are designed to raise families and somehow we've been convinced that we're not. It's, it's, it's astounding that, that they were able to convince people that it's more important to, yeah, go sit in, sit in traffic and, and go, and go deal with people that are fucking incompetent and are holding you back and that are just barriers and hate, and hate you and are barriers in your way to success. And to convince that that is a more uh, a noble way of living than taking a fresh, you know, pink, completely pure human being and, and raising them well-adjusted and, and, and uh, ready to tackle life and happy and, and successful and smart. Mm -hmm. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, it's just like I can't believe that that uh, it's like a rejection of life. It's like a it's like a convincing people that it's better it to be a, a robot. It's a, better to be a robot than somebody that's actually contributing to the human You're species. Close. Robot yeah. is close. There's a better word for it. Better word than robot. Yep. What are most of these women? These corporate women. I don't need no man. Fish bicycle. What else do they have in addition to their career? What liability? A li liability. Um, Robots don't have this liability. What keeps women and men at work? Oh, man. I don't know. Sustenance, that, I guess. I don't know. These, 
No, no, no. Debt. They got debt. Right. They debt. got their credit card debt, their car loan debt. There's right. if they have a house, they're they have student yeah, loan debt, no doubt. They're in the they're hole. indebted. You know, robots yeah. programmed and they'll go do it, but they have no debt. Women not only are programmed to go do it and work and slave away, but they're slaves because they have debt. Because they've also been cunningly uh uh convinced and duped into thinking things, very expensive right. things are the most important things in life, too. Well, that's the that's- and so I I do not envy them at all. Number number one on the uh, rules for life is don't get into debt. Period. Right. I mean, it's if or if you get into debt, pay it off as quick as possible because that's just leverage. That's leverage over your life. Somehow, the powers that be have convinced people that it's better to have something right now than to wait. And and and, and this society, if you wait. You're going to be buying something better because technology is increasing so quickly that if you buy something right I know, now, I got my can... first key fob, man. I'm big yeah. time technology. You got, first, key fob. you got your first 44 key fob. years old, but you got it off of no debt, baby. And, and I did know. it really cost you any? I still got a dumb phone and there it's ringing. Holy shit. Yep. Look at that. I got to turn this your down. Wife. Man. Your you mother-in-law's calling. Yeah, that's my wife. You know what? I'm going to turn it off. Sorry, dear. <laughs> I was listening She's to you saying, I'm on my way home. The mother-in-law. <laughs> She's saying, I'm on my <laughs> way home. We're ready to have fun when you come home. You know, whatever. So <laughs> cool. All right. Well, you got anything else there, DT? I think we're done with the super chats. There's no more super chats. Is there no more? Come on, no guys. More. Well, well, no, I, I, that's fine. People don't have to. They don't have to. Although, I mean, don't ask a question. Hey, Clary, what do you think about this? Look, the super chats are in part, like, if you have a quick question that would be normally asshole consulting, we could bang it out here. Cool. But don't ask me a question and not do a super. We don't have well, time. Well, here's the thing. We, just, we don't have time. I just scroll back through the comments. There are, like, I don't know, 300 comments, maybe? Yeah. And th- and f- four super chats? Well, that's fine. Four or five? I've had worse. I mean, come on, guys. It, they don't... They don't have to. I mean, ha- well, not half, but you know, I use this to promote my products and everything. But we we um, respond to the super chats. That's the whole point, right? We, we do. We, yeah, they become a part of the show, and all the other comments are just like their masturbation. They just like poof, and they're gone down the toilet. You, <laughs> you are a nihilist. You are the glasses half empty. <laughs> like I'm looking at this, and after Google takes its cut, I'm like, yeah, I could get me a sandwich today. I'm going to eat But that's the thing with the right. Like, the thing with the right is that? the left the left supports all of their people. If you're on the left, you've got a gig for life if you've got any talent whatsoever, right? But on the okay. right, we don't support each other. We don't make sure that you can eat by doing what you do. I I can You're eat. a very popular people, person. People you're on very, the right are also, I I think, should be minimalist. I'm fine. But look, dude, do you know how happy I am that I get to sit here and shoot the bullshit with you and I made enough money oh, to I get it. breakfast? You know how awesome that is? I know I get it. We should aim a little higher, though. I mean, I, okay, 10 people. Erica Williams gave 10 bucks. Right. 
10 people. Oh, here we go. See, here we go. See, see, this is what uh, Well, we guilt tripped see, somebody. Everybody should give, like, give like a fucking dollar. A fucking dollar. This is blood money now. This it's is guilt nothing. and shame money. It's not. Well, hey, that's how the left works, right? The left is like guilting people all, all the time in the show. Uh, yeah, that's why I could go to sleep at night. The one good thing I have is I'm not a parasite. All right, so tease up for two Canadian dollars. Motivate me to study for exams, you assholes. Uh, do you like poverty? You, uh, I mean, what, what else do you want to say? Well, here's why I studied. I studied because I wanted to be the best and be able to look at everybody else. Like they're a bunch of fucking idiots. Bam. That's, that's one reason I'll give you the other reason. Uh, and Atham, our good buddy, Atham, his dad came up or dad told him this quote and it's very wise. I never thought it lazy people work twice as hard. The yes. reason people are lazy and you don't want to do it is, well, one, it's not funny. You don't want to do it. I'm sure there's a million other things you'd rather do. But lazy people don't realize that if they just did it right the first time, they'd expend less calories of energy on a, yes. a subject that needs to be done. Or so time. Yep. Today, yeah, time. And, and so in t- look at it in terms of true economics. If you bang out your exam now, you study for your exam now, you don't have to study for it later and you're going to get better grades. And over the course of your life, that's going to amortize or build up into arguably tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars more. But I would also say, save you time, which is inevitably going to become the most important thing. So like when I, when I write a book, I want to, I want to be done with it so quickly because I hate writing. I really hate writing, which is ironic, but it's like, look, do I want to do a 90% job and lose out on a lot of stuff? Or do I just want to put in the extra 10% effort and get it done now, get it done right the first time and then publish it. And so that's why I'm saying go study now because economically speaking, it's the lazy man's way out. If you put in the time now and you do it right, you're actually saving yourself a lot of time in the future. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's not actually, you don't work twice as hard. I would disagree with that little, saying oh, i'd say little, three or four times maybe even it, it's time wise it's not this it it, it you're spreading out the work over a greater amount of time that's what lazy people do where if you just hit it hard you're saving yourself time which equals life right you're right. a little thing that, that that we're all dying so just get the shit mm-hmm. done and and don't spend so much fucking mm-hmm. time on it if you don't have to i like this arcade well you guy. look at what i yeah, I do. Hey, God, I was going to point out one other thing. This is okay. why I'm very huge on maintenance, uh, especially with a car, yeah. any kind of machinery you have, but housing as well. Dude, guys, do the scheduled maintenance in your car. Right. All right. I even got it to the point that if a battery is four years old in my car, I will replace it because I do not want to be down for an hour if I got a dead battery. Now, this is also why I have autom- or tra- standard transmission vehicles so I can push start them. But the it, for things and actions and what responsible people do, like my grandfather was this anal retentive engineer. And for all of the drawbacks of being that, his house was in ship shape. And so we went that? to my, my grandfather. No, grandfather okay. on the Clary side. Okay. And he had his house in ship shape. And when it came to selling the house, that got him probably 15% more on the house. The inspection came back clean and clear. Whatever amount of time he spent making sure that house was in great shape, he earned thrice back in yes. terms of uh, wage prorated time. 
So I am all for, and then what you, what you end up doing is you get it on the back end where I have, there are times I'll get through all my work and then all of a sudden it's done. And now I'm like, wow, I have eight hours with nothing to do. I guess I'll go golf, hike, and, and people, how do you do it? Well, it's like, I did all my shit first thing in the morning and got it done. And so it, it's very, it, I know this is an anti-procrastination discussion as well, but that's what should motivate you to study is because it is the cheapest, quickest, easiest way out. That is what, I know it sucks now, you got to do it now, but you will be getting more time in, of your future free because of it. Right, and and like when I went to school, uh, I kicked ass. I, I've told the story about an electrical engineering course where where the guy, the, the professor went up there and said, no, you know, he just went up there, didn't say anything after the test. And he went up there and he went 98%. And he went two people. And I look at my test. I have my test in front of me. Mine's 98%. Uh-huh. And I know, I know the other guy that had. Yeah, the you usually did. Yeah. You knew who the I other guy I know the guy I was about. competing with for top dog. And oh, okay. That guy's right there. And I competed with him on all the, on all the scholarships and shit too. And then he goes down and he goes 60%. <laughs> and so <laughs> me and this other, me and this other guy were like 98%. We were heads and shoulders above everybody. And he shows the rest of the, the bell curve, right? And he's like, well, we're, I'm going to throw out the 90%. We're going to grade on the curve. We're going to grade on the curve of the, you know, the sheep down here at the, at the, where the normal bell curve establishes. Well, the normies, conformies, and inferiors reside. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, and I was, I was able to apply when I, when I was losing money in the stock market because I sold my best buy stock too early. Um, I was able to respond and apply for scholarships and get these scholarships because I was kicking ass on studying and I was kicking ass on all these tests. Uh, and uh, I was competing with one other guy for all these scholarships. So there are actual monetary benefits if you choose to try to go after them for for studying and doing well. So there is a bit of uh, what this is. This is over 20 years ago. Maybe it's not the same way anymore. Maybe Maybe you need to check some more boxes to be able to qualify for scholarships. But, but that was, that was when I went to school, that was uh, a definite motivator. So, okay. Speaking of definite motivators, Arcady, another $10. You, I know. You're, I you're like tripping your shame. People into donating has worked. Arcady yeah. <laughs> for $10 blood money to make a point that not all Jews are cheap. Well, thank you. My, my fellow Jewish brother, even though I love the Jew Jews. Unlike the all Jews. the white, unlike all the white nationalists out there who are now being banned oh from Facebook, I love oh Jews, and I've been I've been going after these fucking pieces of shit for these Jew obsessed pieces of fucking shit that are that are uh, defaming the right, that are making it easier for the left to go after the right for being a bunch of Nazis or whatever. I have rejected them every step of the way. You listen back to blackbrigade.org, a bunch of podcasts I did on the goddamn white nationalists. Um, I predicted all mm-hmm. this shit going down, and I love you, Arcady Itkin. That's a great $10 <laughs> blood money to make a point that not all Jews are cheap. That's fun, fucking fantastic. Yeah, I, <laughs> the hate boner for Jews, man. And it's crazy. Yeah, I know, but it's it's kind of like... You know, you'll, you'll bitch and whine about uh, minorities complaining about the white man, but then the white man goes and bitches about the Jews. I'm mm-hmm. like, fucking hell. What the, what the, it's like, you know what? No Jew ever did anything 
Not one. They've been incredibly kind people, the handful that I've ran into. They're not a huge percentage of the population in Minnesota, but I, I've never understood that. And then what? Why? my favorite, my all-time favorite was when Stormfront stopped linking to me or citing me because they found out I was quarter Jew. Yeah, right. And I didn't, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know who these people were. And then also it turns out like they're a Nazi group and, and they're all like, clear he's real right on this second. You know, he's a quarter Jew. Fuck that goddamn guy. God damn it. I'm like, all right. All right. It's lazy thinking. Uh, lazy. Like you get Kenneth back to Johnson your home for late- $2. Go ahead. Yes. I was Kenneth saying it's Johnson lazy, for two dollars. Thinking says, "Lick my bolt hole, guys, but enjoy the two bucks." Thanks, Ken. We'll take the money. Now, why Rob did, uh, Fugolsky? He's just why, trolling, dude. He's just having a good time. I know, but Don't why did he it. write "butthole" with b u dot t dot t dot hole? Oh, I think what ends up happening is um, if you curse too much or something, uh, Google will not allow the money to go through. Okay. Yeah, so your super chats have to ha- you can't have no cursing or racial epithets in there or anything like that. All right, uh, Rob Fogolsky sends us a a uh, <laughs> guilt soaked ten dollars because <laughs> DT came in there and beat it out of him. Thank you, Rob. Chad Elkins, God, you even got Chad Elkins to man. He's, he's a friend. He's uh, Clary. We need to do a stream with Arcady. I'm all for it. Does he want to come on the show, though? I, I don't want to ruin people's reputations. You should do uh, a one and a half Jews episode. <laughs> no, one and a quarter. What? The 125% Jew show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you want some matzo ball soup? Yeah, maybe. You know, I'm kind of lukewarm towards everything Jewish. It's, uh, you celebrate with the menorah? Yeah, sometimes a quarter of the time. Arcady is uh, a cool name though. Arcady sounds like a name of a like like somebody that like the Bud Light Knight would mm-hmm. be named Arcady. Uh Arcady again, five dollars. Thank you. I hope Roosh moves on from it hating in Jews. Does Roosh hate the Jews now? See, the thing is, is all these alt-right people are like, I mean, it's like they they basically say, here's the equation. They say most of the major media is owned by Jews, which is correct. It's it's right. that's correct, and so therefore, you know, uh, we hate all Jews are responsible yes. for the liberal. Yeah, <clears throat> same thing with banking. I can't help here. Yes. I'm going to defend. I'm going to defend the Jews, and everyone's going to get a little bit of sand in the vagina, but that's all right. We can wash it out. <laughs> I can't help that the Jews work harder than the average person in America. <clears throat> I can't help it that the Jews are akin to Asians in terms of the amount of effort they put into their careers, the professions. Uh, they're studying. I can't help but that if you want to look at uh, IQ studies, was it the Ashkenazi Jews yep. have, I think, the highest in the world? They are the highest. You're right. Uh-huh. Are they, yeah. they are the highest. They okay. are the highest. Um, and I can't help it that consequently, because they work harder than the average guy, that they're going to have more success. Now, there are also historical reasons why Jews are in banking disproportionately and media. I think going back in the olden days, Jews were not allowed... No, I take it back. I think Christians were not allowed. Groups of people were not allowed allowed to borrow. So then Jews went into banking, look this up in the history, uh, because they did not have that restriction against them. So they were the only gig in town in banking because at that time, I forget where it was, Europe somewhere, banking or lending was prohibited. 
So now they got a track record. Uh, they got they got uh, experience in it. Then also, I think it was something with Hollywood. Like they were not allowed to do X in America, so they all went to California and went into the movies. I can't help it that if you're going to ban people, they go and found new industries. Uh, uh, the <laughs> Old Testament has all kinds of stuff on banking. It, there's all kinds okay. of stuff in the Old Testament on banking. That's where the year of Jubilee comes from, is every seven years, everybody's debts. I'm anti-Jubilee. I'm anti-Jubilee. All the Jewish debts were declared null and void and all that kind of stuff. And so... So, yeah, it's a part of their culture to understand interest and understand compound interest and understand right, lending and all, right, right. and all those kinds of things. And tough. That's their I just, culture, I man. Just, they fig- yeah, I'm a, you know what? They I, figured it I out. Like they- having, I don't like their politics. Dennis Prager brings up a great point. Like, why are the Jews all liberal? You know, they make a lot of money. They have uh, more stability, familiarly speaking, in terms of culture and all that. It, it makes absolutely no sense. It's like Silicon Valley billionaires. Why are you guys all leftists? Why are you socialists? Are you fucking nuts? I mean, that's a discussion for another time. <clears throat> but I'm sorry. I can't help it that the Jews are a relatively successful group of people. They've never done anything to me. So I don't know where. I know. I guess I know where. I mean, okay, they control the media or disproportionate representation there. Uh, but you can't hate. I mean, I'll show you. I'll show you a handful of Jews that I know that are conservative and hate the Democrats. It's, um, but it's just a cop out. So I didn't know that Roosh was into that. What, is he though? Or did he just say something that was maybe constructively critical of the Jews? Well, it's this whole idea that we're all goyim and you know, oh, yeah, we're just we're here to enrich them and they can do whatever they want to us yeah. and we're not really human and. All this kind of crap. Yeah. And it's, 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 Beckloff um, has the hate boner for the Jews. <laughs> there's uh, Master Chim. I actually like, I used to pay attention to Master Chim, and he he rejects that whole shit because it's the master mm-hmm. slave philosophy. Or it's the master uh, slave uh, mindset where, where uh, if you buy into the idea that the Jews are controlling everything, you're buying into this idea of master slave. And obviously, right. we've all got our own minds. We've all got our own choices. We've all got our own free mm-hmm. will. And and there's nobody that's forcing you to do jack shit. And, and so if you're buying into that master-slave idea, then you're saying, okay, the Jews are the masters and we're the slaves. Yep. And I reject that. Fuck that shit. Well, anyway, so Arcadia, uh, he has, I didn't read his entire uh, post. He says, I love his stuff, but this Jew hate has been nonstop lately in his streams. I, I guess I'll have to download some of his uh, streams then. Actually, I'll write that down on my to-do list. Well, there's, I mean, Rouge. the idea, I mean, the, uh, unfortunately, the alt-right has completely, um, and now they're getting banned. They will get banned for being white nationalists, but. They've and I and I sort of uh, I tried to head this off about two years ago and basically uh, doing a bunch of podcasts about how white nationalists are not who we want to who we want to attach ourselves to. But right. um, well, I don't really t- I, I don't know if you notice I really just am kind of a loner. I don't. Yes. Really well, you go you in do with your a thing. fleet of a fleet of groups. Yeah, I do. My You're thing. very tolerant. You know, you kind of try to be friends with everybody if they're you know. I do. Whatever and. um but these guys, they just, they just, um, I think it's an easy out. It's like you, you, you describe everything as, as humans naturally result to trying to be lazy and there's lazy ideas too. 
And the mm-hmm. idea intellectual that, laziness. Yeah. Yes. The idea that Jews are are the problem and that they are the source of everything and that they are in control of all media and that they're just brainwashing people and all that kind of shit. It's intellectually lazy thinking because it completely negates the idea that people have a choice. And so Mm -hmm. if Jews are winning because they're in charge of everything, then they're fucking better than us, period. I mean, if you can, if you follow, <laughs> if you follow the logic, no, further, you follow the logic. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. It, it, it's, yeah. it's, why, it's kind of like should, the, the mentor yeah. her. It's, it's wh- like, well, mentor her. Why you're equal, go be equal. It, right. And then if we need to mentor you, then I guess you're not equal. You right. know what, what is it? Are you equal or not? Cause I'm sick and tired of this. Whoa, is you fucking bullshit. You're either equal or you're not. So don't ask me for legs up or help or my money. And so, and so the argument comes down to numbers, basically, is that the white nationalists go, well, the Jews are in charge of everything, but they're a minority. And, and if you follow the logic, uh, if they are actually winning, and they're, then they're superior, right? If they're higher IQ and all yeah, this 4% stuff. 4% of the population or whatever, yeah. yeah. That, that by, by, by all measures, then they are the, quote, master race. But the white nationalists think, well, if we can just get enough people to, to reject that and to blame them for the source of all problems. And this story is replayed throughout history, right? And so then it's right. just might makes right. And if we, can, if we can, oh, we can overcome that by sheer numbers and we can, it's all bullshit. I mean, it, it's, it's all fucking bullshit. And if you believe that crap, you're selling yourself short, Judge Smales, and <laughs> and 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 you, you need to. Uh, every everything is a choice. Everything is a fucking choice. Even people who are brainwashed are making a choice to believe that bullshit rather than taking that little tiny extra step, which is really really small. It takes a minimal amount of calories to type into Google whatever you want to find out about. There's mm-hmm. no excuses nowadays, no excuses to find out the truth. And so all of this, uh, all controlling bull crap is gone in my opinion. And it's, and it's all, it's all on what you individually choose to believe. And, and you have the, the world is your how much of that right whiskey now. bottle is left. I'm wondering how much of the whiskey <laughs> bottle is left. Now, there's been a few comments where it's like, how much is DT drank? <laughs> my ankle. Oh, yeah. Feels You're really in rare good. form. Your rare. My ankle form. feels really good. Am I Jew in a talk. ranting mood with, with Aaron Clary? No, you just never get into the point. You and you and uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? TJ would make a great. This would be hilarious if you two were on. This okay, what, what? Well, make force me to make a point. No, I'm what? tired, dude. I, I okay. just I, I can't be on everybody's ass all the time. I hold myself up to very hard standards on a daily basis. I'm saying it's a choice. And sometimes I, I know you said it eight times. We're, we're good. It's a choice. We got okay. it. Jew talk with DT and Clary. Jew, <laughs> Jew talk with your with favorite eight. quarters. Jew talk. Yeah. With occasional guests, Arcady. He comes in. He's, <laughs> he, he corrects us because we're not really Jewish. Like, no, no, you're way off. You're way off. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, our good buddy Athamel Decula, uh, yo DT derivative of e to the x power. I think I already know what that is. Oh fuck! It's x times e. X e to, to the... the power of x minus one. Yes, that's what it is. Like, whoa, Clairmeister, remembering calculus it's... from over twenty-five years ago. It's something like that. It's something like that. Yeah. Eh, we only base nuclear reactors on it. Smooth Jammin gives us uh, two $1 guilt-tripped donations with nothing <laughs> to say. 
Young Sykes was also shamed into giving us $2. Aaron, why don't you like the Peace Corps? Because they don't do shit. They're not, they're, their goal isn't peace. They're the standard leftist nonprofit. They, first and foremost, do not care about what their stated goal and mission is. They, first and foremost, care about themselves. So they do it either for enrichment or for some kind of ego, masturbation, and satis satisfaction, or both. The people, right. go into, the people who claim to be pacifists or vegans or animal rights type of people, they don't give a shit about any of that. It's an easy club to join so they have immediate value in their eyes. Well, and they get Are there some peace people in the Peace Corps who, jam not done yet. Are there some legitimate people in the Peace Corps who genuinely are pacifists and have thought through it on a deep philosophical level, say to the level that Matt Boldoni does his politics? Yes, they are, but they are less than 2% of the people. Most of the people going in the Peace Corps are lazy, no good fucks who don't want to work real jobs and hide behind a noble cause to hide their laziness. That's what that that's what not just the Peace Corps is, but pretty much every touchy feel good nonprofit. Yep. Agree. It's like band camp. They want to go they want to go fuck people. Yeah. I mean that's it's a big Who wants to a, fuck people in band? Band camp? Yeah. Those were the band people were the ugliest people. Who wants to barely have enough chromosomes to breed? Are you kidding me? They want to love band? They, they want some loving too. And Peace Corps is the same thing. Oh. They'll, they'll, they see it as a oh. dating opportunity. Yeah. If you had to fuck somebody, your average person in the Peace Corps, or the average person from band, which one would it be? Oh man. Probably band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Cause they, cause they, cause they've got the right <laughs> embouchure. That's what it's called. The embouchure is the, as how your mouth, uh, 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 <laughs> it's um, on the reed or whatever yeah on the reed or the mouthpiece or yeah yep she's yep. got great embouchure dude embouchure. I'm, I'm using that yep. and i like a girl with good embouchure that's Back, exactly and only only nerds from band are gonna get it and i don't want to fuck them all right but that's what the peace corps is it's a bunch of horny people it's and they want to go fuck no, each other no no yeah. it's lazy what, really yeah they're lazy but they want to go fuck DT, each other dt how can they fuck each other when they go to Africa and the natives are raping the female Peace Corps <laughs> women all the time? There's they're no room for another dick. That's there's no time for that. They're not doing any work. I mean, they're going there to go. Yeah, it's like a big porn movie. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that's what big it is. hairy porn movie. Yeah, tease up another guilt ridden two Canadian dollars making friends, meeting women after leaving uni. Um, I don't know what that you'll means. have like this. He wants to know about making friends and meeting women after leaving university. He'll have this uh, honeymoon period where it'll be great. And then people get picked off one by one, like German Messerschmitts in World War II. <clears throat> and then you're, you're kind of alone. Uh, they're going to leave because of work. They're going to leave because military. They're going to leave because they met a girl or a guy. They'll get married. You'll occasionally hang out with them still, even though they're dating someone. Although you got your trader guys who are like such pussies and they have nothing else in life that when they get a girlfriend, like, fuck you. I don't have friends. It's just her because she is my being, my lurk. Uh, but you'll still hang out with people even though they're married. But once they have kids, it's over. Um, right. Meeting women, just go out day game, I think, uh, in person is, I think, the way to go now because the internet and dating sites are just flooded. If you have the money in the means, I would not be against something like seeking arrangement because it would be cheaper. 
um, than actually getting sex the traditional way. So uh, I know a lot of people are like, how do I get the girls? I'm like, being honest with you, it's probably just cheaper to go through something like Seeking Arrangement or a Sugar Daddy site. Um, but that's that's women and dating on the other side. Actually, meeting a woman you might want to date and love and, and get married to, good luck. You're going to have to join a lot of clubs and groups and go have fun and do your own things. Don't search for them. They'll find you. Uh, but yeah, and I don't think there's an issue of making friends because you should just have friends by the time right. you're graduating from college. That, 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 ha- that'll happen naturally. It's retaining them as long as possible. And I don't think it's possible to keep your friends after a while. You will have a handful of friends that you'll see occasionally. Uh, but the good old days of going to house parties and getting drunk and going out on road trips with your buddies and, you know, in your teens and twenties, that, that will come to an end. And you can waste your time trying to find friends. I will say, not to sound glasses half empty, DT, would you like to hear a little bit of good news? Sure. I'm finding that if you get through to the other side, you punch through, the social life kicks in again with retired people. So when I go golfing, I'm always hanging out with old retired guys. There's the old coffee guy group. Uh, The only drawback is you'll be the youngest person there. But if you can punch through and start hanging out with old guys, you know, like, uh, oh, like the Masons or something like that, if you want to join a, a social order, uh, th- there is something at the end. But I, by the time people have kids and they're in their 40s and they got their mortgage and their debts, they might as well be dead to you. There's very few people that go hang out. Yeah, it's just all about time and how much extra time people have. And, and they don't when they've got kids and a family and they shouldn't because they should be focusing on, you know, they should be focusing on, their they kids. should be focusing on building new human beings from scratch. That's what it should be. Um, so I agree with everything you've said about, um, about making friends. And yeah. I, I would say you can still, uh, the one thing I would say is don't shit where you eat. I would say, do not date anybody where you work. That's just, do not date anyone where you work. That's no. just, asking for trouble you can make friends where you work but do not fuck anyone where you work no period uh i would recommend ballroom dancing as well i mean that it really depends on whether your local area is at its peak or if it's in the troughs but it's always good to have some ballroom dancing skills um because let's just not lie married women are fun to fuck i'm kidding i'm sorry that was wrong (laughs) that was bad of me even though it's true uh Atham, another dollar for us. Um, he didn't tell us who was right. I think I think I was right. Rahon for two Canadian dollars. He asked, "How do I get the girls?" That's that's <laughs> a inside joke with you, right? It is an inside joke because for the longest time, I'd get these nerds and saps ask me how do they get girls, and I ended up writing an article. So anytime now that request comes into Asshole Consulting, I just read the article and charge an egregious sum. And I also think I'm going to charge an egregious sum like, how do I save money? I get these questions where they damn well know the answer. How do I get muscles? Um, Whether you damn well know the answer. Like, for example, I got to stop drinking. You know, I try to stop drinking. How do you stop drinking, DT? You stop. You stop drinking. That's it. I'm not confused about what has to be done. I understand addiction. I understand it's hard to go to the gym. I understand being intimidated to approach a girl and ask her out. It doesn't change the fact that it's the solution. Right? These people try to figure a way around it. How do I get the girls? 
How do I get the muscles? <laughs> it's like, well, the answer is you go to the gym and you diet. Yeah. Now, how do I get skinny? The answer is you stop fucking plugging your uh, face full of food. You know, they're, but they're looking for easy route. I at least acknowledge the route is hard. Yeah, I got to eat shitty, crappy vegetables and hit the gym and not drink. I know what I know what I got to do. I'm at least intellectually honest. I'll say, I don't want to do it. I want to eat chocolate ice cream, pound down an entire bottle of rumple mints, and then go sit and play video games all day. But, you know, that's, but that doesn't lead to getting the girls or getting muscles at the gym. So one more inside joke. Ray Han, right. again, Canadian two bucks says, what's a good business idea to make millions? <laughs> based on your last little rant, I'm going to read a comment that didn't have any money attached to it. He said, do the uh -huh. robot voice. <laughs> so the last rant had a lot of R2-D2 in it. <laughs> Wait, where? Your last little rant had a lot of C-3PO. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am 26, male, 5 foot 8. I make $1.300,000, live in Marin County. How do I get the girls? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and your, and your slow you. internet connection has made it even more golden. <laughs> really? Is it that bad? No, it, just for a few seconds there, it was bad, but it's okay. Uh, that's, okay. Why, that's why James Hoving said, do the robot voice. <laughs> God damn. People I'm are so listening, Cap. Nerd. They are listening and they I, are reacting. <laughs> I I I know, I know. I just that <laughs> these goddamn nerds and God bless the STEM. God bless the STEM. But they're so lazy because they want to avoid the gym. That's really what it boils down yep, to. They just they do. want a simple formula. They want that goddamn formula, man. And all they do is plug in X variable, Y variable, and Z variable. And somehow a girl is magically bobbing up and down on his dick with her, with her thethurism. What, what's it called? Oh, my God. What? The, like the pressure the in the put, throat? No, no, no. Put the, put, to put the lips appropriately on a clarinet. What's that called? Oh, embouchure. Embouchure. It's embouchure. They think that they think that if they do X, Y, and Z, they're gonna get 100 grade A embouchure. Embouchure, baby. Oh my god. <laughs> See, I was in band and I never partook of the of the fantastic embouchure, and I should have. <laughs> oh man. Whew. Wait a minute. Hang on. Hang on. Here's a real interesting point. Lee Canarius. Cappy, go hike Black Mountain. There's something in the ammo can I left for you. Sorry, I have no money for super chat, dude. Whoa. I might go check that out. Um, there's an there's ammo Black can Mountain. up there's... there. Yeah, and what it's for is they got like a little uh, notepad, and you write your name and the date that you climbed the mountain. Uh, and um, so it's so not kind of half tempted. Well, that's not something. It's not like a gold coin or something. It's a little. It's a little. Well, maybe it's funny a funny little limerick or something. Yeah, maybe it's something in there. But he knows what it is, so he's been up there. Yeah. Um, so obviously, yeah, I got to go check that out. Um, Rahon, Canadian, two dollars. Hello. How may I obtain a last <laughs> <laughs> different way? Very creative, Rahon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how many ways can you say? How do I do? How do I get? How do you? The how do you get? How do you get the girls? You know what? You you go to a seeking arrangement, or you go to uh, what's the one? Name your price. That's how you get the girls. I won't lie. That's that's basically if you are making serious money. Um, I did a podcast two podcasts ago where uh, a couple articles had been sent to me, and just how prevalent it is with men that go through seeking arrangement and 
how many women are on it. And then there's name your price where you just pay for a first date. And then when you do the math, unless you're forking over egregious sums of money, you're usually coming out ahead <laughs> with save time, money, and and and, yeah. and lost wages. It's uh, <laughs> Rajan, not Rahon. Okay, Rajan. Rajan. Is that Sorry, East Indian Rajan. or is that, is that Hispanic? Rajan. Raj. Rajan. It sounds East Indian. Yeah. Rajan. Right. I don't know. Well, I got to take a major leak right now. All right. Well, let's call it. Let's call Big it a thing. I got to go. Piss. I got to go. I got, well, it's because the bottle and half of whiskey you drank. Uh, I know. Anyway, my ankle. I rolled yeah, your my ankle. ankle. Yeah. He is I'm, East Indian. Okay. He is East kay. Indian. All right. Well, ladies, John, thank, thank, thank you very much. Thank you, Rajan. He, he gave like a bunch of fucking money. How much did he give? Two, two, two. Oh, like two, $10 eight bucks. Like he gave eight bucks at least. Thank yeah. you, Rajan. No. So everybody, thank you very much for your guilt-laden. DT would come kick your ass if you didn't donate donations. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> you gotta, DT. You got to tie. You got to add it up. You got to add it up and go. I will add it up. But fifty you, you percent of the fucking money was because DT was an asshole. Oh, God, you know what? But you're no, you're no Chad Elkins. Elkins, he's a rainmaker, man. He makes the people. Do- I have no idea how, but he. I think one night we brought in like a hundred and twenty dollars. Well, he's single. See, he's single, so he knows how to get to girls. So, and then he's the a girls. fucking financial guy, and so he knows how to get the money. So it's the money and the girls. The money. Yeah. You know what else he is? He's probably the juice. He's a the juice. Yeah. He's probably a He's a the juice, and that's why he gets the monies. The he, master he's race. secretly the Jew. He's the master race. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Subscribe, like, comment. Do like the channel. Want to get up to 100,000, then I get a YouTube has to assign me a guy. So if we get 100,000 subscribers, I get a guy. And that's it. DT, do you want to take us out appropriately? Well, I I was going to say I am thinking about live chatting. So subscribe to Don T. Tread, and maybe you'll hear more of me. Potentially. And how do we end every show I've ever had? And we we say a, a word that starts with T, and it's not testosterone. It's toodles. Titties. Titties. Toodles.